Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown Sealands Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to Week 8, and welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North Fourth Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Dave Hetz. Tonight, it's the 4-3 and three Seals Grove Seals hosting the 0-7 Central Mountain Wildcats. In the three meetings with the Wildcats, the Seals are 3-0 and and have dominated the Wildcats. The Seals are trying to make it three wins in a row after shutting out Shemokin a week ago, 27 to nothing. The Seals' win was highlighted by a 70-yard touchdown reception by Josh Nyland and a defensive touchdown by Nate Schoen. As I bring Dave Hess into the conversation, speaking of the defense, they continue to impress. Tonight, their focus again will be have to deal with a passing-type offense of the Central Mountain Wildcats. And they go to their senior quarterback, Zane Propes. Now, he's put up good numbers, but he's done it in situation where his team has fallen behind, and he's had to put the ball an awful lot. He's at 89 completions for 1,170 yards. He does have eight touchdowns, but he's thrown eight picks. But again, the Seals are going to go up again. Against a team that's going to look to throw it around a lot, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on those corners. And again, the guy we talk a lot about, Teague Hoover. Oh, oh Teague Hoover is, is absolutely the best as far as I'm concerned. But getting back to the quarterback, Zane Probst is after he's. They're not a successful football program being 0 7, but Probst is a nice athlete at quarterback. He scrambles exceptionally well, uh, and and when he's scrambling, his eyes are always downfield. And I got to tell you, he, he he doesn't get much help from the guys around him. He does not have good protection a lot of times. He just makes stuff happen. And he's, he can turn it and run, too, if he wants to. He'll have to take off and uh, things close in around him. Like you said, a good athlete can be able to uh, get out in some space and make some things happen. Good size quarterback. The captain, Zane Probst, at senior, 6'3", 190 pounds. Now, when Probst is looking to pull, put the ball in the air, his number one receiver is Peyton Johnson. He has 31 catches on the season season 413 yards three touchdowns with his best games coming against Belfont where he had seven catches for 112 yards and a touchdown and Clearfield where he had seven touch- touchdowns 143 yards and a touchdown it'll be curious to see how they defense against Peyton Johnson in terms of the corners and whether he's they're going to get a little help from as we mentioned already with Teague Hoover or is it one-on-one whether it's Brett Ford Josh Nyland we'll have to see how things break down for for that going up against a good wide receiver and Peyton Johnson. Well, the concern about getting him in a one-on-one situation comes when um, Belfont comes, or excuse me, uh, when Central Mountain comes out and they run trips one way, and then they'll run one receiver, lone receiver, the opposite side. That's when you get a, a one-on-one situation. And Johnson is is he's a nice kid. You know, he's he quietly gets yards. You don't you don't see a lot of flash out of the kid. But a couple things. Number one, he runs good short patterns, and he he knows how to get open. 
And when there's a scramble, when his quarterback is scrambling, you can see him always finding the open lanes, working back to the quarterback, doing all the things you're supposed to do as a receiver. Now, Central Mountain's defense is allowing 37.3 points per game, giving up 50 points against the Shikolimi Braves in Week 6. They only have four interceptions, just five sacks, and they're only averaging 2.6 tackles for loss per game. So, again, we continue to talk about the Seals' offense and then their ability to grow because it's all working as we see it projecting out. And we can do that as broadcasters. We can look down the road as a game against Jersey Shore so that defense needs to continue to grow and continue or the excuse me the offense continue to grow and tonight could be a good opportunity for them to fix some things absolutely and one of the things that uh, I was talking to coach Hicks earlier one of the things that he, he had said was that this is a good night to work on that offensive line and, and get those guys coming off the ball with confidence you know, driving people off in a run game, good protection in the pass uh, against pass uh, rush, and and I completely agree. This is a great night to work on those things and get better. Well, we have a lot more to talk about in Seals matchup here tonight against the Central Mountain Wildcats as we go through Seals game day. Also, we'll get previews of other games going on a part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation, including Kevin Hur covering the Sikalimi Braves on 100.9, excuse me, and also the Lewisburg Green Dragons being covered by Greg Wetzel on 100.9, the Valley. We're also going to hear from head man, Coach Derek Hicks, and we'll also give you the Blaze Alexander Four Tough Game of the Week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. So stick around. It's Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. Now is the time to come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup and delivery. And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at Aaron's.com. Hope to see ya. Keep your fall adventures safe and fuel efficient with a new vehicle from WNL Subaru. Plus, help WNL clear the shelters in our community by adopting a pet during the Subaru Loves Pet event on October 19th from 10 till 4. The Danville ASPCA will be offering low-cost pet adoptions and there will be free pet vaccinations while supplies last. Take a test drive during our pet adoption event and we'll donate $10 to Mostly Mutt's dog shelter. It's a great time to check out the newly redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy. Details at WNL Subaru on Route 11 in Northumberland or online at WNLSubaru.com. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the Heat & Glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glicks Heat & Glow products. Eagle107.com Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. Homecoming here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Lots to celebrate. 
beautiful weather once again. We've been fortunate that way as the Seals doing their pregame warm-ups, getting ready to take on the Central Mountain Wildcats. Before we talk more about the matchup for the Seals Grove Seals, the Chicolary Braves will be hoping to get win number two on the season. The Braves will be playing an unfamiliar foe as they'll be playing the winless uh, Holy Redeemer Royals averaging just 3.6 points per game. It's a good opportunity for the Braves to get a win tonight. But uh, let's hear from the voice of the Chicago Braves, Kevin Hurt, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Welcome to Crispin Field here in Berwick. Kevin Hurt along with the Chief Dave Ritchie as we get ready for Chicago and Holy Redeemer. Chief, one of the toughest things about doing a game like this, if you're a coach, is trying to find the right set of film and getting ready for it, especially when you weren't even sure Monday if you were going to play them. That's true, Kevin. But you know what? I, I think I talked about it on Steve Jones' show yesterday that the technology today, the, it's out there. And I'm sure both coaches cooperated since they were both in situations where am I going to play Wyoming or Shikolimia? Am I going to play Southern or Holy Redeemer? So I'm sure they got enough uh, enough. Uh, I'm not going to use the word film or tape. They got enough digital video, video, all right, to watch uh, the other teams and know know what's going on. It has been almost 30 years since the Shikolami team has played here at Berwick. Uh, This time it is not against Berwick. It's actually against Holy Redeemer, who has not won a game since October 27th of 2017. This is a team, Chief, that only has 27 guys on their roster. These guys really want to play football that are here. Well, sure. And, you know, they're also, I think you told me there are seven of them that uh, play both ways, which is something that probably Shikolami has the same number number of kids but they've also got 37 kids 10 more kids on their roster so and again you know this is a, this is a situation i think you hit the nail on the head when you said uh they're like the kids that play division three football they're there because they love the game not because somebody's paying them to play and they have to look at this game as we have an opportunity just like shikalami does right now exactly and um you know i one of the things that i probably wish i would have said yesterday on the show was I think whoever scores first is going to be at a great advantage. Absolutely. Uh, This is a Holy Redeemer Royals team that has only scored 27 points this year. So putting points on the board is going to be huge in this game. And the Braves have scored over 80 in the last two games. So, But before that, the points came far and few between. But the penalties have to be gotten rid of. That was the deadly sign last week that really made that game a lot more out of hand than it could have been, than it should have been. You're going to make mental mistakes when you have most penalties or you're offsides but doggone it when you get a personal foul you know that those things are very preventable you just have to keep yourself within the game you got to keep your temper you got to be play controlled and and just remember it's always the second guy that gets caught that's right it's shikalemi and a holy redeemer here at crispin field in berwick Airtime is set for 6.30 on News Radio 1070 WKOK and online at WKOK.com and with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Kickoff from Crispin Field is set for 7. We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. 
Mark and Troy here from Zimmerman Motors. It's Ram Power Days, and we're celebrating with huge discounts to get you in the new Ram you deserve. We have a fantastic selection of Rams, all discounted for the special event. And if you own another brand, we can save you up to $10,000 on a new Bighorn model. Ram Power Day discounts all month long. 2019 Ram Quad Cab 4x4 starting at $32,500. 0% financing. It's time to buy that new truck. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto, or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Eagle one. The Seals Grove Seals got their first shutout uh, in over a year last week over the Shimokin Indians. The last time they did it was in 2018 when they beat Shikalimi 35 nothing. Seals Grove defense looking to try to go back-to-back shutouts. See if that's what happens here tonight. Again, we'll talk more about the Seals Grove Seals and their opponent here tonight, the Central Mountain Wildcats. But Right now, the Lewisburg Green Dragons will try to make it five straight wins versus Jersey Shore. Without Max Moyers, the Green Dragons look to senior quarterback Nit Chileski. It's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. It is homecoming for the Green Dragons this week as they take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The Green Dragons come into the game with a record of 5-2 and two after defeating Shiklemi by a score of 49-30. to 30. Jersey Shore comes into tonight's contest with a record of 4-3 after losing to Southern Columbia by a score of 56-14. This is a Heartland Division I game, and a win tonight by Lewisburg would create a three-way tie at the top of the standings. Last week, Lewisburg ruined Chicklemy's homecoming with a strong game by senior quarterback Nick Shaleski, who threw for 216 yards and two touchdowns, and for good measure, rushed for one touchdown. Defensively, senior Ethan Spalding intercepted two passes and returned one of them for a touchdown to give the Green Dragons a two-score lead at that point in the game. Jersey Shore lost to Southern Columbia last week, but were able to put 14 points on the board, which is more than any team has scored this year against the Tigers. The Bulldogs are led on offense by senior quarterback Tanner Lorson, who has thrown for 15 touchdowns and has rushed for eight touchdowns. He also leads the Bulldogs in rushing yards. He is clearly the man to stop in the Bulldogs' attack. Jersey Shore has four players with over 20 receptions on the year, and the team averages 382 yards per game on offense. Lewisburg needs to pressure Tanner Lorson tonight and force some turnovers. The Green Dragons need to keep Lorson contained so he doesn't turn a broken play into a big gainer for his offense. If Lewisburg can do those things, it could be a happy homecoming for the Green Dragons. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame show at 6.30 and 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. 
I'm Greg Wetzel for Game Day on Eagle 107. All right, Greg, thanks very much. Sean Carey with you in studio as we continue Seals Game Day on Eagle 107. Another beautiful day in Central PA, perfect for homecoming tonight. So if you're in the car now heading to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, hopefully you have a jacket. You'll need it tonight by the end of the game. AccuWeather tonight, game time kickoff will be 62, dropping down to the low 50s by the end of the game tonight. Checking our Eagle 107 scoreboard, which will... Have it constantly updated for you all night long at Eagle107.com. We will keep tabs on Shikolemi Holy Redeemer. That game tonight at Berwick's Crispin Field on WKOK. And as Greg mentioned, Lewisburg homecoming tonight at Chris at, uh, at Christy Mathewson, Lewisburg, Jersey Shore on 100.9 The Valley. And because of the Shikolemi Holy Redeemer matchup tonight, you've got Southern Columbia taking on Wyoming area. Wyoming area number three in AAA and Southern Columbia, the number one team in AA in the state. Also across Across the valley, Milton travels to Loyal Sock, Midwest at Athens, Upper Dolphin at Williams Valley, Montgomery at Troy, Hughesville at Bloomsburg. Bloomsburg letting their head coach go earlier this week. The school board decided a change was needed with a record of two and five. Bloomsburg will finally play on their own field tonight after renovations going on for the past several months. Line Mountain at Pine Grove, Juniata at Halifax, Shimokin at Danville, Warrior Run at Central Columbia, Montoursville at Mifflinburg, Berwick is at Crestwood, and tomorrow it is Muncie at Columbia Montour Votech. Again, we'll have those scores updated all night long for you on Eagle107.com, and we'll also recap Week 8 across the valley uh, when Pat and Dave and Zach are done at the stadium. We'll have Sunbury Motors game night. We'll take a quick break. We'll get back to the guys at Bullock in just a moment as we continue our prep for Seals versus Central Mountain. Your kickoff at 7 live on Eagle 107. Injury, pain, suffering. People turn to expensive, addictive drugs and surgery before considering other options for pain. Healing, moving, living. Shemokin Dam Health Center treats the cause of your injury, not just the symptoms. To relieve pain and restore your body to health, when you're ready to work again, play again, live again, call 743-4333. Health Center, designed with you in mind. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any newer used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. Honey, now what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons. Not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right. You and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon. I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride. Bye. Get your tickets for the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or colesstonyhill.com for maize and Christmas shop hours. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico Road, Milton, or at colesstonyhill.com. Wado Chiropractic. We provide care for your injuries and back pain that doesn't use drugs and avoids the risks of surgery. Hi, this is Dr. Watto. If you're suffering, call us. The sooner you begin care, the sooner you can get relief. We'll help you recover naturally. Call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600 or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com. 
Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Pat O'Brien, Dave has Zach Showers, and our producer, Sean Carey, getting you ready for the Seals Grove Seals Week 8 opponent, the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove looking to get back-to-back wins uh, as they won last week, or back-to-back shutouts as they were able to shut out the Schmokin Indians a week ago, 27 to nothing. but great to be back home. Beautiful night, homecoming here at Seals Grove Area High School. Also want to remind you, our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week is the undefeated Southern Columbia Tigers taking on the undefeated Wyoming area. So we'll keep an eye on that one, as you heard Sean say, throughout the ball game. And, of course, we'll call it the Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week. Now, when we break down what happened last week, good shutout win, Seals Grove. And, Dave, the big thing we've been talking about is this offense growing because we know they're only going to go as far as this offense. We know the defense is solidified. Ryan Allman, Nate Schoen, Schaefer, um, also Wakaya Showers. It doesn't seem to matter. Teague Hoover, the defense continues to grow. But the thing we saw last week was some growth on the offensive side. And one of the things we saw was the fact that Danny Schock ran for 70 yards on his final seven carries of the night, including runs of 11, 12, 15, and 16 yards. And I remember last week coming out of that, you talked about how much of a strain that puts on a defense when you have a quarterback that can take off and get you 11, 12, 15 yards on a run. And Danny was able to show that last week. Anytime you have a quarterback that you're playing against who can take off and leave the pocket and get good gains, it is a terrible thing for the defensive coordinator because now you've got to to do one of two things. You've either got to rush a whole bunch of people and have them all break down and slide in front and don't let them slip out of the pocket, which which is hard. Or you've got to mirror him with a linebacker, and nine out of ten times, the linebackers can't get to him anyway. So that, that that's a real strain. And the thing is, you put another aspect to it. If they have to worry about him as a runner, doesn't that give an opportunity for the other guys, Dean Hollenbach, Nate Schoen, Ryan Allman, whoever's getting it, that they all of a sudden may be able to find some creases that the defense is overcompensating to take away the run from your quarterback. That that's exactly right. It opens up it opens up space for those other guys to run. I would love to see Dean Hollenbach, Nate Schoen get about twenty five carries tonight, dominated on the ground, see if we can get this thing into mercy rule and just have a real good, solid game for both these teams. Running backs Dean Hollenbach and Nate Schoen, as the game went along last week, began to run more effectively. Schoen gained thirty one yards on his last six carries. And Hollenbach had 40 yards on his final seven carries. So that's the growth that we want to continue to see from the Seals Grove Seals on the offensive side. And, again, we talk about what they're doing on the defensive side, shutting out the Schmokin Indians a week ago. The Seals defense forced negative plays with six tackles for loss, four sacks. Makai Showers had three tackles for loss. Scott Kissinger had two. And Scott Kissinger, I think, is becoming kind of that quiet X factor involving this defense, along with a guy like Brandon Heil. They have allowed this defense to make some adjustments up front and be able to add depth on that defensive side. Well, they're both young guys who have stepped up and become varsity football players, which is terrific. And you're right. Um, uh, Scott Kissinger has been very quiet about his progress, but he has really turned into a nice outside backer. He has great lineage here at Seals Grove Football. His, his uncle, uh, Artie Kissinger, was one of the best football players I ever saw. And he was, I think the last year he played was 1970. I remember it like it was yesterday. So he's got good lineage. He's got, he's got a great Seals Grove football name. 
And he continues to grow, as you said, just a junior, have another opportunity to get after again. But he's concentrated on tonight's foe, the uh, Central Mountain Wildcats. Showers, Kissinger, Nick Schaefer, Trey Bainey all each had a sack a week ago. And the nice thing is they're putting in the stat com on the defensive side is interceptions. Josh Nyland picked off his third pass of the season, making it three in the last three games. Also, the Seals defense put up points on the defensive side. They're scoring. You're talking about adding elements to your defense. Interceptions, scooping up balls, taking them in the end zone and scoring. Josh Nyland has a pick six. We are watching this defense just grow right in front of us. And, again, it bodes well as you move throughout the season and to be able to your ultimate goal looking for that district title. What a change in the pace and, and scope of the game. When you have a guy like Josh Nyland who can have three picks in three games, huge Huge ramifications with with the outcome of the football game, and also the fact that the defense scored is is huge. I mean, that, that's the ultimate goal of any defensive uh, any defensive player is to take the ball and score. And, and at Seals Grove, I know one of the things that Coach Hicks preaches is every time that ball snapped when we're on defense, what's our goal? To tackle score. the ball, score. Yeah. Your our goal is to score yeah. every time. Every time we kick off, what's our goal? Score. You know, so that that's a great thing for the defense. Yep, Nate Schoen was able to recover that fumble a week ago, and of course it came after the great punt by Wyatt Metzger. We've watched Wyatt Metzger be an all-conference type punter for the Seals Grove Seals, and not only distance, but also pinning the opponent deep in their territory. We talked about Scott Kissinger, seven tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack a week ago. Again, just a great uh, a great showing by that young man. And you talk about your conversation with Derek Hicks. Of course, that's going to come up at the bottom of the hour as part of the Derek Hicks pregame show as we are able to check in with him right before game time. Again, great perspective on his thoughts as his team is prepped tonight. And these are kind of games that, Dave, you well know, sometimes it can be some of the most difficult games to coach and prep for because you know these kids understand the foe and understand who they are. But it got to come down to coaching and how you prep come starting Sunday through tonight's game. There, without question, Pat. And, you know, in my 32 years here at Seals Grove, some of my worst nights were when we played a team that we're supposed to beat handily. And for some reason, our guys were not there mentally and they played down to them. And they allowed them to be in the game with them, which is very destructive. Number one, your number one goal as a coach, as, as a football program, is that every week you come off the field, you come off the field a better football team. That a lot of times does not happen in a game like this. When you're playing 0-7 Central Mountain, you've got to have a special manner of getting yourself into this football game so that we can continue to move forward and progress because everybody else out there we're going to be seeing in a postseason play and over the next two weeks are getting better. So we've got to get better tonight. And one of the other elements that you got to fight through is they saw Chickalimi put up 50 on them Seals Grove feels like they dominated Chickalimi at Chickalimi, so you get caught in that that moment of, wow, we're just going to come out. All we got to do is put our helmets out on the field, and we're going to blow this team out. And you can't allow this team just to hang around. You got to be very cautious about that as you approach, and it can't just all of a sudden happen at seven o'clock when the ball comes off that tee. You hope all week they've been preparing for that. And you know the coaching staff has preached that. You know the preach about getting better, and I know that's one thing I remember you saying. Are we better now than we were about two hours ago? And if we're not. We let ourselves down. That's exactly right. That's so exactly that right. we'll keep an eye on that as it goes through. The Seals have benefited from great field position several times this season. Check this out. Five of their 18 offensive scoring drives began inside the opponent's 20-yard line. 
three started in the opponent's territory between the 21 and the 50-yard line. Talk about giving this offense an opportunity to really grow and doing it with great field position. This defense and, uh, you know, the opportunistic offense or defense has really come up big for this offense. Eight of the 18 offensive scoring drives were between the 51 and the and 51 and 70 yards. The Seals offense has put together scoring drives of 70 yards just twice all season. So they haven't had to take it the length of the field. But the fact that they have shown they can do that. But, man, when you get small fields as an offensive coordinator, you, you just you, you slobber over those opportunities. That's exactly right. And, you know, and that's it's kind of a, a way of life here at Seals Grove because we, we have a tradition since about 04 of playing really tough defense. And, and one of the things that, that we're always able to do is provide our offense with a short field. You can, And that's been happening a lot this year. You just pointed that out. This, this goes back to 09. I, boy, I, I, I hate being a man that lives in the past. And I'm not trying to be that way. But just as a comparison, in 09, when we won the state championship, 16-0, we had a good offense. But we had a great defense. Mm-hmm. And the great defense, if you remember back, back that year, oh, yeah. we worked from a short field all year long because the defense put us in great shape. Well, we always said the stats would have been so much higher that exactly. season if we were driving 85, 90 yards, but we didn't have to. Guys were scoring from 36 yards. That could have been a 100-yard touchdown run when it was Kyle Reiner taking it off tackle, wherever the case was. So you're right, but it's a short field. Obviously, that's the ideal situation, but the thing is, it takes away from your stats, and we talked about that a lot between the short fields and kids not having to play into the second half really took a, a lot of number, but that team wasn't about number. It was about winning a state championship in 2009, and that's why they were so good. So, boy, we got a lot more to talk about. Again, Seals Grove hosting the Central Mountain Wildcats. We're going to hear from head coach Derek Hicks as Dave was able to run down and chit-chat with him, get his up-to-minute perspective on all what we've just talked about, that preparation. Where is guys at? How are they thinking about this? We're hoping to get a great performance from the Seals. So we got a lot more to do before we get this one kicked off at the top of the hour. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man and Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes. Because like sports teams, Weaver's Tire's customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football. No matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service, Route 11 Northumberland, Weaver'sTires.com, and on Facebook. Look. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try the new chicken and waffles basket with fries and syrup. The two for four dollars super snack is back, and the harvest berry pie is the Blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium fan food before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food, not fast food.
At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1950. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf. Eagle 107. Fantastic Friday night in Central PA. Homecoming in the Grove. It is Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motors. On Eagle 107, Sean Carey here. Less than a half an hour before the kick between the Seals and the Central Mountain Wildcats. Well, last year the game was played up in Mill Hall at Don Malinak Stadium, and the Seals' rushing offense racked up 250 yards on the ground. Freshman quarterback Danny Schock led the way with 67 yards and two touchdowns, one of which went for 58. The Seals' defense terrific, giving up 150 yards through the air and picked off quarterback Zane Probst twice. The Seals won the game 41-13. to Zane Probst is back at quarterback for the Wildcats, one of their top players. Seals need to get him in check tonight. We will get our pregame conversation with the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals, Derek Hicks. He'll join Dave Hess after this as we continue Seals game day on Eagle 107. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track Henny Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track Henny Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. You know fall is the perfect time to take a day trip to visit the many local and New York wineries, breweries, sporting events, and much more. And the professional chauffeurs at Central PA Limousine and Car Service will help make it a day to remember. Choose from their fleet of luxury sedans, custom-built limousines, or shuttle vehicles that can seat up to 27 passengers. Like Sealands Grove Football, experience excellence in motion with Central PA Limousine and Car Service. For details, call Central PA Limousine and Car Service at 570-556-4777 or visit cpalimoride.com. Eagle 107. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. All right, this is Dave Hess. I'm here with Coach Hicks. Uh, it's prior to the Central Mountain football game tonight. Perfect night for football. It's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a fruitful night for the Sealands Grove football program. Coach X, first thing I wanted to ask you was, uh, what's it like? The what's a week been like in practice? Uh, you know, it, it was a, a good week. Um, you know, Tuesday I thought we were not quite as dialed in as I'd like us to be. Uh, and, you know, I addressed that with the kids afterwards, and they came back Wednesday, uh, very businesslike, uh, had some fun running around, and uh, you know, Wednesday and Thursday were what you want to see. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. 
Now, I know that, you know, this is, you know, this team tonight is, is 0-7, right? We're 4-3. I think we're obviously the better football team. But what if, what are some things that you've seen recently with your team that you might want to work on tonight? Uh, you know, offensively, we're, we're continuing to try and develop our line. Uh, I thought it's smoking last week, especially in the second half, uh, after we were able to diagram some things. Coach Boss talked to him. Uh, I, I thought they executed very well in that second half. So, you know, hopefully that's a sign of things to come and uh, they, they can continue to build. Uh, obviously, Danny Shock and our running backs, again, just continuing to develop. And uh, especially for Danny, I thought last week he did a great job of making the read, the correct read, and getting the ball out very quick, uh, which, again, is just going to help that O-line with their pass protection. And, uh, you know, defensively, it's funny. You, you think you have a shutout and everything. Uh, life is good. And uh, looking at film, I mean, we made some mistakes, a couple mental mistakes. And, uh, you know, it's just continuing to... Uh, to communicate so everybody's on the same page and we don't leave leave an opening because we're not talking. Sure was a solid win over Shemokin, though, last week, Coach. I'm sure you had to feel pretty good about that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, Shemokin, after what happened to us last year here at homecoming, uh, to go out and, you know, they you watch them on film and they do some things well. So I thought for our team to shut them out, put up 27 points was a good night. I did, too. I, I, I could not have been more pleased with that game last week. Um... Coach, any, any concerns now, any concerns playing a team that's 0-7? I think you know what I'm getting at with this question. Yeah, yeah, I talked to the kids about the old trap game uh, coming out of uh, Schmokin, kind of an emotional game, and you, you got two two good teams in Danville and Montoursville coming up. Uh, so I told them, you know, you watch Central Mountain, and they've done some things well against Shikalimi. They moved the ball up and down the field, and they get in the red zone and somehow manage to shoot themselves in the foot with a turnover. Uh, you know, and, and defensively, you look at Schmoke, uh, they held Schmoke into one touchdown. Uh, and then Schmoke's second touchdown came on a defensive score late in the game. So, you know, they've done a lot of things well. They just somehow implode, it seems, week after week. Yeah, yeah. And, and Coach, I, it, one thing that, that is my concern, and I'm sure you share this, is, is the fact that Sometimes when you go into a game and you're the better team and you're playing uh, uh, an opponent that doesn't have the best record, you know, like 0-7 tonight with Central Mountain, sometimes you, you, your team tends to play down to them. Any concerns with that? My concern is you don't get any better those weeks. Right. No, and that's always a concern. You know, I thought, going back to, like, Berwick, a uh, good football team, and I thought we played up to them. You know, yes. we, the kids rose to the occasion, and, uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is have, have a team that's not quite on your level and and you play down to them, and suddenly you're in a dogfight uh, in a game that you should win easily. So that's always a concern. Something I, you know, talk to the kids about. Yes, it's homecoming. You know, they're excited for uh, for the festivities, but you've got some business to take care of first. That's for sure. And and one of the things that uh, that always gets me too is that um, you're looking for a challenge each week, and you're looking for a situation where your team's going to get better. And, and so a, a, a team like tonight's a little bit is a little scary when it comes to having to force yourself to put that effort out there to become a better football team. Any anything you can you can do with your team tonight to guard against that? Uh, you know, it was just uh, kind of preaching. You're you're gonna you're gonna play like you practice, and yeah. that's why that Tuesday practice was concerning. Um, but like I said, the way they turned it around Wednesday and Thursday, uh, I feel like you know they they're taking them seriously. They're dialed in mentally, and uh, you know if that's the case, then. 
I think all should go well. And like you said, the big, my biggest concern, I thought against Berwick we got better, against Loyal Sock we got better. Uh, last week we continued to improve, and, you know, couple weeks left in the season we want to keep getting better each and every week you know i, I could not agree with you more I, I think that you're spot on with your assessment <clears throat> how did your lineup look tonight any any last minute changes anything anything going on that we need to be aware of uh no no same thing we did last week uh, you know we're i i think uh actually our offensive staff especially thinks Dean Hollenbach's doing a great job uh, running hard, hitting the hole, getting vertical. Uh, so you're going to see, I think, Dean getting Good. a few more carries than, than he has Derek in the past Dean's few weeks. Get a lot more carries. Uh, you know, and and the downside to that is, of course, you're not seeing a Nate Schoen. The upside get, get to that there, is Dean's capable, oh. and you're keeping a Nate Schoen fresh to just wreak havoc on the defensive side. And, you know, it's one of those two, two one-way guys the, is better a lot they, of times than the two-way the queen guy. Or whatever and, it is? Uh, I'm excited to they see nothing with Dean opportunity but to see what uh, what Nate does I got it all right here I could see just based on what I've seen with their offensive line I think no, he's not Nate the queen, Schoen right? could show up in a big way tonight yeah is he you the know, king? going forward uh, I thought you he was just like the swear, but he's considered uh, the king like hopefully Jersey Shore again and we're going to need a, a Nate Schoen and a Trey Bainey up front to have big nights all right king and queen something that's been been on my mind the last couple of weeks that I want to talk to you about we only have we have 58 seconds to get this in, so you okay. got you got to you got to jam this in here. Tell me about Steve Miller, the fabulous freshman. Oh, uh, Stephen Miller, great kid. Um, you know he he's an undersized varsity lineman. Yeah. Uh, but we brought him up just because watching him last year, he, he's a hard nosed kid, tough as can be. Uh, he, he's a relation to to Matt Cook, a guy you'll recognize oh, really? from, from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That answers some questions. And uh, you know, just a hard nosed kid that. Yeah, you know, it was one of those we'd love to have him this year, but if not, let's get him up, get him some coaching, and and look to the future. And fortunately for us, he stepped up big and has been doing a nice job. Anybody with a last name Cook who's related to Matt Cook and Tim Cook and Rob Cook and Doug Cook, they're special in my book. I'm so glad to see to hear that Steve Miller yep. has that lineage and he just doesn't fly like an eagle. He does other things, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's tough as nails. Yeah, abracadabra, right? <laughs> All right, coach. Thank you. That's that's wrong. All right. Good luck, Coach. Thank you. Yep. Ford is proud to be part of the Seawans Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawans Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawans Grove Ford. At the bridge in Seawans Grove. Go Seals! TD, PAT, QB, all are important when playing football. And here's an important ingredient for playing the game of life CPA, as in Bill Booker CPA. Bill's a great team member for all your accounting needs, income taxes, payroll, and bookkeeping. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business like your team on the field, Bill gets things done. He does the absolute best for all his clients. Get him on your winning team. Call him, William D. Booker, 374 7343, or visit him on Market Street in Seagulls Grove, right next to the American Legion. 
Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hubble's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. We are Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Homecoming night, a lot of festive activity going on. They just announced the uh, homecoming court, and I will run down all those as uh, we get ready for the opening kickoff between the Seals and the Central Mountain Wildcats. Dave, feeling very festive, and I, I was telling you before we went on the air, feel very clear-minded and ready to go, and I just feel strongly about the Seals Grove having an opportunity here tonight to really feel fix some things we know and you talked about with Derek it's you know and Derek said Tuesday he didn't like their didn't like their approach he said it wasn't good they were kind of you know not not totally focused in the way they needed to he liked what they saw Wednesday and Thursday so it was good that they cleaned that up and got them prepared because this is a huge game in a lot of ways as we talked about in preparation for the long-term goal and that's when district championship that, that's exactly right and and it this tonight is an opportunity to come out and hit the field running as a team and ramp up, start the ramp up to the playoffs. Uh, let's get this win tonight. Let's get better as a football team. You know, if, if I'm coaching this team, I'm saying, hey, guys, anything less than 35 nothing at halftime is not acceptable. And this, is, this would all be part of making sure that they don't play down to this football team. Every time we get on the field, if we don't get a first down, if we don't score, it's unacceptable. A shutout, anything other than a shutout is unacceptable. As a matter of fact, if I were talking to the team, I'd say, Everybody on this team has to play tonight. Everybody, which means JVs, you got to go out. You got to keep scoring. You got to sh- uh, uh, maintain the shutout that the varsity provided. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, you're right. This is a, a heck of an opportunity for this team tonight. And we're looking for them to have a, a, a performance that we've seen in the past for uh, both these teams, or for the Seals Grove Seals against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Some top performers in the last three years: Logan Libby, 425 yards, five touchdowns in 2017; Garrett Campbell, 80 yards in 2016; Josh Nyland had 144 receiving yards in 2018 and then when you go on the defensive side hunter croman clayton sheasley both had uh, 10 tackles each in 2017 so those are a type of legacy that you have an opportunity to put yourself in company with you go out and have a top performance and that's what they're looking to do here tonight not only go out and win the game but like you said play to a point where your goal is to shut them out get mercy rule get a lot of guys on the field just really build up that that incredible level of of confidence because we know what's coming down the pike danville montoursville district playoffs so this game i'm putting a lot of emphasis on what what this game looks like not only a win but what it looks like as you walk off the field tonight yeah it's got to look like an improved football team uh in at seals grove it's got to look like a football team that's, that's preparing to win a championship and looking at the numbers going inside the numbers some for the seals grove seals and their three losses against jersey shore southern columbia and berwick and teams that you did not to sneeze at when you talk about those three teams the seals went three and out 22 of their 33 drives three and out and you talk about a three and out on the defensive side that means your defense is running right back out on the field and you can't have that we're going to uh, take a, some silence here and uh 
the alma mater, and then the national anthem here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. For the Seals Grove Seals and the Central Mountain Wildcats, as the Seals Grove Seals are at four and three, moving into Week Eight, as they're trying to make that strong rush into the postseason action, as you would expect them to. We'll break down some of the playoff look here for the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, who right now would put themselves both in a position trying to get home field advantage here in district playoffs. And again, an important outing for the Seals Grove Seals in so many ways. And again, we talk about the rushing game. I'd like to see more of that. But when they do need to go with the pass, Josh Nyland, 70-yard touchdown catch a week ago, his second longest catch of his career. His best was a 72-yarder last year against Montoursville. So he's been able to have good outings against the Central Mountain Wildcats. He torched the Wildcats. Six catches, 129 yards two years ago. Nine catches, 144 yards and a touchdown 2018. Those are, are again, are the best in two games of his career. So he's had he's enjoyed these games against the Central Mount Wildcats. So if they do need to throw it, you know Danny Shock knows to go to, and that's the senior receiver, Josh Nyland. Taking a look at his career numbers, 81 catches are tied for six all-time with Ricky Cope. 1,100 or 1,226 receiving yards are tied for seventh all-time for Josh Nyland from the receiving department. 
Now taking a look at how both teams have gotten to this point. First four, the Central Mountain Wildcats started out the season looking pretty good, even in a loss against the Williamsport Millionaires. They lost that one 28-0. Then they lost at Lewisburg 48-14. They lost to Shemokin 12-7. They went to Belfont, lost to Belfont 41-14. They gave up another 40 points against Clearfield, where they lost 42-20. And then they had to play Shikalimi, and it's a surprise that Shikalimi was able to put up 50 points on them. And that was at home. They lost 50 to 14 last week, Holidaysburg, and they lost 41 to 18. So they have the Seals tonight. After the Seals, they play Miffenburg and Jersey Shore. Do the Central Mount Wildcats as they come in at 0 and 7 for the Seals? Grow Seals are at 4 and 3. They started the season out with a win over Lewisburg, 28 to 8. They lost back-to-back games. They got shut out twice first by Jersey Shore and then Southern Columbia but then they got they righted the ship against Chickalemi at Chickalemi 37 to 6 they went up and played Berwick and probably one of the more impressive games for the Seals Grove Seals here in 2019 even though they came up short 23-7 but it was a good defense performance and Seals Grove Seals kept themselves in that game throughout at Christman Field up in uh, Berwick but then he came back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. They beat Loyal Sock 30-13. They went on the road last week. And, again, shut out Shemokin 27-0. They take on Central Mountain tonight. Then Danville and Montoursville to the Seals Grove Seals. Now, last week, Dave, we looked at numbers what Seal, or what Central Mountain was able to do against the Hollidaysburg. And they lost that one 41-18. And, boy, Hollidaysburg, and something that we talked here tonight, you want to get on them quickly as they were able to put up 27 points in that first half. And that's kind of the recipe we're looking here tonight, plus their numbers go right along with that. They dominated that game a week ago against the Central Mountain Wildcats. They did. And I, I had the, um, the opportunity to watch that entire game on, on film. And it was... Uh it was a rather impressive Holidaysburg team. They're, they're not a bad football team. As a matter of fact, if you look at um, Central Mountain's schedule, that is not an easy schedule that they've played. I mean, you know, they've played some, some pretty tough football teams um, through the year. And, uh, they, you know, even though it was a, a lopsided loss last week to Holidaysburg, 41-18, there were some things that Central Mountain did well and in that game. And their quarterback was rather impressive at times. And we'll see, again, he's going to put some pressure on our defensive backs, and we're going to have to be able to deal with that. But, again, Seals Grove has continued to get stronger as we've gone throughout the season, so we don't have any reason to believe that they'll play very well. We go back to what we – I did a little comparison to what Danny Schock at this point last year and where he is at now. When you break it down, a year ago, 74 completions on 121 attempts for 928 yards. He was averaging – 10 completions on 17 attempts for 132 yards. So he, I'm sure, recognizes his numbers aren't where they want to be. He wants to continue to grow in that. Now, he does have one more touchdown than he did a year ago at this point, but also he has four less interceptions. So you give credit that way. He's made those improvements that way. So, But, again, so this year, six, almost seven completions a game on almost 15 attempts for just 87.8 yards. So also thinking, we talked about this, Dave, in terms of being an athlete, he starts to run the ball, get hit, get knocked around a little bit. I think you get into the flow and your adrenaline get, and you don't get so caught in just the passing part of it. And we also talked, we've seen Danny play a little defense. So he doesn't stand on the sidelines and kind of overthink that whole offensive part. I think that's going to play dividends for him as well. You're exactly right. And, and we've 
it's been that way for a lot of kids over the years. We've had a lot of quarterbacks, so we felt if we would get them in the game defensively and, and get, them, get them some hits defensively and, and let them run the ball a few times, get the jitters out, uh, it'll, it'll settle them into the football game and, and he'll, he'll be able to approach everything with a clear mind. That, that's something that that's part of football, and and I think that Danny does benefit from that, from the physical contact. He's definitely very capable of doing those very things and be able to get involved in a lot of different things. And just even his presence, when he goes 6'3", 205, 210, or whatever it is, I think quarterbacks drop back, and when you have someone of that size, it automatically makes you a little more hesitant about throwing it in his way. Other comparisons compared to 2019 to 2018, and we knew this going in, that Nate Schoen was going to get a lot more carries. He had Joe Kahn last year, and they shared. But I would like to see, and, and Derek talked a little bit, is Dean going to get a little more carries to kind of balance it out? Again, and I can't overemphasize it, it's all in preparation for what we all assume is going to be a run through districts. And, man, if you could have Danny picking up some carries and getting positive yards, and then you throw Dean along with Nate Schoen, I'm really looking forward to see if Dean can get maybe uh, one of his bigger nights of his career tonight with a lot of opportunities. Derek talked about that. See if that plays out. You know, we've been talking about Dean all year. Uh, you know, we, we think he's a, a real nice athlete. He's very fast. And he's become a very physical runner this year, very tough. But one thing that I've noticed about him, especially this year, is that he, he runs the slope well. And what I mean by that, by running the slope well, is when you're running a ball to a particular side and you get that downhill slope on the outside where your, your, your receivers and your backs and your, your tight end and your tackle are getting good blocks on the outside and creating a downhill slope, which means a slope into the line of scrimmage. He, he finds that slope. He does well with it. He definitely has the speed. We saw in the Altoona game, he has the physicality go along with that, too, and the scrimmage that we went up to see for in Altoona for uh, Dean Hollebach, see if he continues to be more of a part of the Seals Grove offense. Take a look at Seals Grove's offensive numbers. They're averaging 173.7 yards per care or for game total offense in the rushing department, 81.4. Again, we want to see that continue to grow as they move throughout the season. Passing department, only 92.3 yards per uh, pass uh, per game for Danny Shock. Touchdowns. Nine rushing touchdowns, love to see that number. Seven through the air, Seals Grove averaging 18.4 points per game. The third down conversion, very low, 22.3%. It's something our stat man, Zach Showers, looked at throughout the week about how many three and outs, meaning they're not picking up that first down on the third down, and how many third downs they're finding themselves in. That's another thing that you go throughout season, and you don't always find yourself in so many third down situations. In the losses, they really struggled. They got to third down, and probably third down, and, and long. They're they're picking those up only at a 22.3% rate. Their fourth down conversion, 71.4%. Now, scoring Seals Grove again. Tonight, you want to get after them quickly. They put up 40 points in the first quarter, 27 in the second, 38 in the third, and 24 in the fourth quarter. So, again, Central Mountain is vulnerable to put up points early in the first, in, in the first half. So, Seals Grove looked to try to take advantage of that as well. We'll take a break. Come back. We got the opening kickoff. We're delayed here a little bit tonight because of homecoming and all the festivities, but both teams are on the field. Captain's getting ready to take the field. Come back. We're going to ask Dave what's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Seals Grove Seals. All on Seals Game Day here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hey, everyone. Now is the time to come in and talk to me. Hi, I'm Courtney from Aaron's. There's great specials, no credit check, free setup, and delivery. 
And guess what? Flexible payments and easy pay. And I, Courtney, invite you to visit our new location at 1102 North High Street, Sealands Grove. Or don't forget to visit at errands.com. Hope to see ya. Keep your fall adventures safe and fuel efficient with a new vehicle from WNL Subaru. Plus, help WNL clear the shelters in our community by adopting a pet during the Subaru Loves Pet event on October 19th from 10 till 4. The Danville ASPCA will be offering low-cost pet adoptions and there will be free pet vaccinations while supplies last. Take a test drive during our pet adoption event and we'll donate $10 to Mostly Mutt's dog shelter. It's a great time to check out the newly redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback and Legacy. Details at WNL Subaru on Route 11 in Northumberland or online at WNLSubaru.com. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Callhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glicks heat and glow products. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. It's almost time for kickoff. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Well, it is time for kickoff, but we are going to throw it to Dave. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the Sealands Grove Seals? Well, they've got to hit the ground running, like I said before, and they have got to have a complete football game. Dominate offensively, dominate defensively. I'm punching the countertop. I got to stop that. Sorry, gang. <laughs> and and dominate the special teams and play through the whistle every play. Play through that last play of the game. Let's see if Seals Grove can build the momentum as we've been talking about to finish out the regular season. Looking for district title. It's all still in the balance. But tonight it's the Central Mount Wildcats, and we're underway. Return man takes it at the five. He's at the ten, the fifteen, crosses the twenty, and it's going to be hit there. Kissinger and also number 41, that's Rothamal in on the special team stop for the Seals Grove Seals. So the Central Mount Wildcats take over first down and 10. Again, they come in at 0 and 7. Put up a lot of points against the defense or against the opponents this year. And a lot of that has to do with their inability to score and be able to put up a good long drive. Central Mountain will look to do it here, but they're going up against a very good Seals Grove Seals defense that we have just seen get better and better as the season's gone along. First down and 10 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Probes in a shotgun, turns, gives it to the deep man. He's going to go off the left just a little. That's a Pence, nothing much there. Maybe two yards on the carry. It'll be a second down and eight for the Central Mountain Wildcats. I tell you what, one of the things that made that play for the Seals Grove defense was the fact that we had so much pre-snap movement by our down men and our linebackers that there was no way that offensive front could understand who was going to be where and get their blocks. So they hold up to just two yards. I see Vance Metzger's moved to the inside. He's pinched right against Nate Schoen on the other side of him. Is Trey Bainey up front for the Seals. It's going to be a flag thrown here. Also, defensively, it's got Ryan Ahmed, Wyatt Metzger, linebackers with Kissinger. Also, Brandon Heil playing the linebacker position for the Sealers Grove Seals. And also, Schaefer. Look at us, see who that final guy is. And Micaiah Showers make it as the linebackers for the Sealers Grove Seals. The corners, Nyland and Brett for the safety is Teague Hoover. Penalty against the Central Mount Wildcats. Quickly in a second down and long. Probst looking quick, gets it, 
McMahon makes the catch. Runs by a defender up the right sideline. Plenty of room as he's going to take it all the way to midfield. Josh Nyland, I don't think, saw the receiver make the catch. The receiver ran right by him. He was able to take it into Seals Grove territory for a big play. I'm going to tell you what Josh Nyland was doing. He was looking for the bubble screen. The inside receiver did a bubble screen. Josh attacked that. The quarterback pulled up and threw it to the outside receiver who went about eight yards downfield and made the catch. He was able to hit Peyton Johnson. We talked about in the pregame. That's his 32nd catch on the season. He has three touchdowns. That's one of the biggest catch and run Central Mountains had all season. This is going to go to the deep man. Nothing there that time. Again, handoff goes to Pence. Off the right side. Back to the regular, but to the original line of scrimmage. Second down and 10. Just underway. No score. First offensive possession for either team. Central Mountain has moved it into Seals Grove territory at the 48-yard line. Now, Central Mountain does just about everything out of a shotgun formation with either a single back or it could be up to four backs in the backfield, including the quarterback. Pence coming tonight just 341 yards rushing, just one touchdown. He did have 130 yards against the Shiklemi Braves. Some movement up front. Looks like there'll be all sides against the Seals Grove Seals. Up in the middle there. That's something we've seen all season long, and we've been stressing it. This may not be a big factor in this game that you just jumped off sides, but I just cringe to think at some point, and again, you jumping off sides could be a major factor in a game. You just got to discipline yourself. Probes in a shotgun. Three guys. Ball hits the turf. He jumps on top of it. It never got to him. And fortunately for Probes, because Micaiah Showers, Wyatt Metzger, Brandon Howe were standing around looking to get that ball. But Central Mountain Wildcats get it back. They had two fumbles a week ago against Hollidaysburg. This they do fumble, they get it back, though. It's going to be a third down and long for the Central Mountain Wildcats. And Central Mountain is so concerned with our pre-snap movement that they're trying to fool the Seals with hard counts and so on. They're screwing things up for themselves. They just rolled that snap back the last play. They have it at the Seals Grove 46-yard line. Third down, blitz coming, probe scouts back, under pressure, looking down the right sideline. Got a man out there, falls incomplete. Again, intended for his main receiver, Peyton Johnson, unable to make the connection. It's going to be a fourth down, and it appears that Central Mountain will try to pin the Seals Grove Seals deeper in their own territory by punting away. It's, it's amazing to see the changes that Central Columbia has, or excuse me, that, that Central Mountain has made for tonight. They're keeping three running backs in the backfield, and they're protecting the quarterback with them. They're really concerned about the Seals Grove defense and the pressure we put on a quarterback. So punting here, back deep will be Nylon. Looking for an opportunity to punt this one away or to get Seals Grove good field position. The punt is away. End over end kick. going to bounce at the 20. Hit the turf. Roll to the 15 inside the 15. Still going down to about the 13-yard line. And that's where the Seals Grove Seals go on offense first against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove coming at 4-3. Central Mountain at 0-7. Again, Focusing on why this game has got to be controlled by these Seals when you look at the records and what Seals Grove trying to do for the remainder of the season. I really think that Seals Grove has a distinct advantage in the special teams as well tonight because uh, their, their cover team on their punt and their kickoff just don't seem to me like they're a group of fast kids that can keep up with our receivers. I think we just have to catch the, the punts. If we can catch them, we're going to get some nice returns tonight. So Seals Grove takes over deep in their own territory as they'll have it inside their own 15-yard line, about the 12-yard line. Shotgun for Shock. 
Drops back. Look at plenty of time. Over the middle. Wide open is Nyland. Makes the catch at the 30. Makes the man miss at the 35. He's at the 45. Runs away from the defender. He's at the 30. The 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown for the Taylor Grove Seals. That was a beautiful post pattern run by, run by Josh Nyland. Um, the, the defense brought no linebackers. They had four downmen who came. Our offensive line did a great job of pass protecting Danny Shock. Danny Shock. When you get him protection, is very effective. He threw a perfect strike right down the middle on that post pattern to Josh Nyland. Touchdown. Great job. Nyland had to make a man miss right at midfield. Had one man chasing him, was able to outrun him, get to the goal line, and score the touchdown for the Seals. And that comes with 8.59 to go here in the first quarter. Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point off the Brett for hold. High snap, but four gets it down, kick is up, and it's through. So the Seals grow seals just like that. Get on the board. They leave the Central Mount Walk at 7-0 with 8.59 to go in the opening quarter. Now the Seals just have to keep their foot on the throttle. No let up. One play with their offense is a touchdown. We can't lean on that now. We've got to build on that. And sometimes you do see that when you score and it's too easy. What is the maturity? Where's the where's the leadership to say what you're just saying? We're not done. It ain't going to be this easy for four quarters. We want to keep doing this, and it's exactly what you said. Keep it going. Keep the foot on the gas, and let's not take anything for granted as they just score on that one play from Danny Shock to Josh Nyland, 88-yard touchdown reception. Josh Nyland's career high for touchdown yardage as he takes it from sophomore quarterback in for the in, into the end zone for a touchdown. Seals Grove leading 7-0. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. That was a beautiful play, and, and it's it's I, I love seeing that stuff. I love the success. I love seeing Danny Schock getting the, the the opportunity to throw the ball without without a whole lot of pressure. It was great. As Rule will kick this way, line drive taken by Johnson at the 15. He's going to throw it across the other way to return man. It's got some room up the left sideline and being chased from behind and finally be knocked down as he crosses the 35-yard line. I know Coach Jim Rainier well for Central Mountain. And you know, 0-7, we got nothing to lose. Let's just go ahead and put it all out there. And they try to make a big play out of that. Get decent field position as a return man ran up the right side, turned through a lateral back to the other return man, and they are able to cross the 35 out to the 38-yard line. They'll take over first down and 10 there. I could never coach a play like that. I have no idea, but I could just never make something like that happen. That throw across the field was impressive. As Nyland gets his fourth touchdown of the season as Danny Schock throws his eighth touchdown. Looked like Proats was surprised by the pa- by the snap, but he finds a wide-open receiver who's going to take it into the end zone. The Central Mount Wildcats answer the Seals Grove Seals touchdown with one of their own. It looked like there was a little confusion by our defense there. Um, their wide receiver on the left side sprinted right past our cornerback over there. And it looked like our cornerback was looking into the backfield, seeing run. And the, uh, their wide receiver just ran a, a straight go pattern right down the left sideline. And it was a perfect throw, perfect catch, touchdown. That's a tough one for the Seals. Now we've got to answer right back. And that's Rocco Stark, a captain. He's a senior, 5'9", 185 pounds. He made the catch, got beyond the defense, and took it in for a score as the Central Mount Wildcats answer the Seals Grove Seal touchdown with one of their own. As the extra point try is up, 
and is good. So after the kicker missed three a week ago, this one he nails through to tie this one up. 7-7. The fireworks have begun as the Seals Grove Steels have an 88-yard touchdown reception by Josh Nyland, but Central Mountain comes back and gets one 62 yards from Probst to start. The extra point good, and the Central Mountain Wildcats tie this game up 7-7. That's the Seals Grove Ford drive summary. Now, Central Mountain's kicking off the Seals Grove. I, I really think that our, our return team, our kickoff return team, can do some thing, good things tonight. If they just kick the ball to our receivers, if we can catch the ball, I think we can get some nice returns on these guys, and that's just based on what I saw on film. So it's 8.40 to go in the opening quarter. Both teams have scored on big plays, and both scored on one-play drives. Seals Grove 88 yards on that one play, and the Central Mountain Wildcats come right back and get the touchdown of their own. So now Central Mountain will kick this one away to the Seals Grove Steals. Back is Nyland. He'll take it at the 17. Trying to get, now he goes right up the left hash. Got some room. Crosses the 40. Still going. Bounces away from a defender. Gets in Central Mountain territory all the way to the 46-yard line. Finally able to get him down is Wallheiser. But it's a good return by the Sealands Grove kickoff team. And give, again, we talked about how your possessions start in short fields. Sealands Grove gets a short field here at the Central Mountain 46-yard line. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, and I, I don't see the speed on their on their um, special teams like we have on our special teams. And that I think our speed is going to get away from them all night tonight. So Seals Grove takes over first down and 10. All knotted up 7-7 with 8.32 to go in the opening quarter. Danny gets the snap again, looking under some pressure now, rolling to his left, reverses the field, going to the right. He's got plenty of green grass in front. I'm still looking for a receiver. Now cuts between the hashes at midfield. Still going, takes the defender at the 47-yard line, and finally he's tackled inside the Central Mountain 45-yard line, down to the 43-yard line. Wow, what a long run to pick up three yards. Yeah, it was about a 50-yard run to gain three, and that was a heck of an effort by Danny Schock. He ran away from everybody. Now, once again, um, Central Mountain had four guys coming, four downmen, with five offensive linemen blocking. That can't happen. Shotgun formation for Danny again. Taking the snap. Get to Dean Hollenbach. Shakes the defender in the backfield. Beyond the 40, 35. Trying to pop it to the outside. Runs over a defender. Inside the 30. First down pickup for Hollenbach as he takes it down to the 20. Eight-yard line, good run by Dean Hollenbach. Dean Hollenbach just ran the slope again to the right side. That was a trap. That was a guard trap where the guard crosses behind the center, kicks out on the defensive lineman on the, on the right side of the center, and he just completely ignored that because it was full, and Dean broke it to the outside and, and ran out and, and did a great job on that. So Seals Grove in Central Mountain Territory. First down and 10 inside the 30. Hollenbach gets the call again between the tackles, falls forward. No problem with that as he gets inside the 25-yard line, pick up about five, maybe, yeah, we'll say five yards. You love five yards on first down. Second down and five for the Seals Grove Seals. That's a great football play. That is straight ahead inside zone, right up the gut by Dean Hollenbach. Offensive line did a great job. They got movement, and, and Dean did a, a great job. He had a tough run. Two wide receivers will split to the right. That's Metzger and four. Two wide receivers to the left, Kantz and Nyland. This is going to go to Dean. He's tackled in the backfield, and he'll go down. A loss of two 
on the, oh, excuse me, lost a seven about on the carry there. So it's going to be third down and 12 for the Seals. Now, Dean's big run came on a trap that he bounced to the outside because it wasn't there. They just ran the same play, and he bounced it right away to the outside, and they're waiting for him out there. I think he would have been better off sticking with the trap run, but who knows? I'm not out there. Dean Hollenbach, 157 yards coming in tonight, just averaging 3.4 yards a carry, trying to build that here tonight. Shock dropping back. A lot of pressure is going to take off. Not much there is going to go down. He's not going to get back to the original line of scrimmage. As Central Mountain showing a lot of gumption here, a lot of uh, motivation. They look inspired. They're bouncing around, having a good time. Seals Grove, on the other hand, look like they're scrambling a little bit here, trying to get things going. This game's all knotted up 7-7 with 5.50 to go in the opening quarter. You know, one of the things that we talked about prior to the game is that our third down percentage is only, what, about 22%? Absolutely, yep. And, and if too many times we're, it's third and 15 or third and, or third and 20, and uh, it makes it impossible. A fourth down goes up to up into the 70s, but you figure a fourth down, if you're going for it, you're usually fourth and very short. But the flag thrown here, or is it? It's, nope, there's another flag thrown here. So Seals Grove, Dave, we talked about preparation. Where is your mind? Where is your mindset? How are you prepared to take on a team? And you talked from a coach's standpoint. Take on a team that in every aspect you're better than. The one aspect you're not better than right now is a 7-7 on the scoreboard, and your focus right now needs to improve. you got a penalty against the Seals, marches them back, and now Wyatt Metzger is going to come out and try to pin Central Mountain deeper in their own territory. The problem with letting a team like this hang with you is they get more confidence and they start playing better than they are. Stark drops back, number 23, the senior, waiting for the Metzger punt. Good high punt. It's going to drive Stark into a fair catch. It bounces. It goes into the end zone as it bounced at the three-yard line and took a good bounce for the Central Mountain Wildcats. goes into the end zone. So Seals Grove will see Central Mountain come out. Tied 7-7 after Central Mountain answered the 88-yard touchdown reception by Nylon with a 62-yard reception by Stark. So Central Mountain building some confidence here. They can throw the ball around. We've seen that. They're quarterback came in with over 1100 yards passing matched his eight or seven game performance a year ago at the exact same thing 1170 yards and he's already had a 62 yard pass here tonight shotgun formation ball hits the turf probes goes down on one knee and it's going to be stopped there had a fumbled snap Aaron snap whatever it was it didn't get all the way back to probes he just did everything he could to get it kneel down on it right at the 20 excuse me right at the 17 yard line so it's going to be a second down and long for the Wildcats once again the center rolled the ball back that kid has his hands full he's dealing with Nate shown one play then he's dealing with Trey Bainey he's he's thinking about everything he can Everything other than just getting the snap to the quarterback, which is the most important thing, obviously. And there's a flag on the play, and according to Nate Schoen, is going to go against the Central Mountain Wildcats. They actually marked the ball at the 16-yard line in Central Mountain territory. Game's knotted up at 7-7 with 4.38 to go in the first quarter. Remember, we're keeping our eyes on the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. It's the undefeated Southern Columbia Tigers in the undefeated Wyoming area. We'll keep you updated on that score as we go throughout here tonight. It's part of our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. Penalty does go against the Central Mountain Wildcats. Ball sits at the 11-yard line, second down and 20. 4.25 to go in the first quarter. Deep pass down the left sideline. 
Brett Ford puts a hand, knocks it to the turf, falls incomplete, and it's going to be a third down here for the Wildcats. That was the same play they, they scored their touchdown on. They tried to run a jet, or excuse me, a go pattern down the left sideline, and, and Brett Ford did a great job of, of being with the receiver, and also Teague Hoover got there. It, they weren't going to let that happen again. Knocked it away to set up a third down for the Central Mountain Wildcats. We're calling it a third down and 20. They need to get all the way out to the 30-yard line to pick up a first down. See what Probst does here. He's got three backs in the backfield with him with wide receivers to each side. Blitz being shown and coming. Here comes Ryan Allman. Probst fakes it to the deep man. Rolling to the right. Buying some time. Nyla going to come up. Be shaken off by Probst, but he's going to be bounced out of bounds by Micaiah Showers as he crosses the 15 to about the 17-yard line. Well short of a first down. Central Mountain will punt this one away. Yeah, it's going to be fourth and about uh, 13, 12 or 13 here. Uh, that, that, that quarterback for Central Mountain is a nice athlete. He, he did escape a couple of our guys, but Josh Nyland closed on him like he was standing still. Seals Grove again looking to get a great opportunity for good field position or potentially find the wall, as Dave's talked about all season long. And Seals Grove looking to especially get a special teams touchdown if they can here. The punt is away. It's a good high kick this time. Brett Ford gets it at his own 48-yard line, trying to take it from left to right to get to that wall. He's not going to be able to. Look at the wall that's over there. It was there, but good job. Number 82 made the stop. That's Holland. He's a junior, 5'955 pounds. Able to get Ford, take him down. As Seals Grove will start at their own 44-yard line. All knotted up 7-7 with the Central Mountain Wildcats. The thing about that that punt return to shame is that that was their, that was their contained player that made the tackle. All he had to do was beat that one that one contained player, and it was gone. Now, it, it's we've got to have someone assigned to block him, too. Somebody missed on, on that block, but we caught the ball, though. Two wide receivers will split to the right. Brett Ford split to the left. Shotgun formation for Danny. Gets the snap. Gives the shown. Straight between the tackles. Dragon defenders beyond the 46-yard line to the 47-yard line. Pick up a three. Second down and seven for the Seals as Steve Miller's He's going to have to fly like an eagle off the field and because uh, his helmet came off and Makai Showers will come in and, and spell him. That was a trap left that play. Right guard pulled across the back side of the center, kicked out on the first defensive lineman on the left side, our left side, and Nate Schoen ran it directly over the center where you run a trap, and that was a good-looking play. It's second and six or seven. Come out in the same formation. Stay in the shotgun was shown offset to the right of Danny. They have it at their own 48-yard line. Goes to Schoen again, straight between the tackles. Got a first down, carrying guys into Central Mountain Territory to the 45-yard line. So a good burst, about seven that time by Schoen, but run it exactly where we want to see it run. And I know that's uh, close to your heart, Dave, between the tackles. Right up the gut. That's that's football. That's American football. See, stay with that. Nothing fancy. I still think they could do that 25, 30 maybe 80 times they could do it all night first down and 10 for the seals at the central mountain 45 yard line shot gives it to shown again between the tackles falls forward going to get a yard maybe a yard and a half and that's going to be it but sometimes i think dave in this day and age in football we think okay one and a half yards uh kind of a bad play it's not a negative play you got positive yards you're wearing guys down that's the other fact they may not show up now but as the game goes along, and I know that was your motto, let's wear them down, wear them down. Yep. Nobody could 
in, in games gone by and years gone by can deal with the stamina of Seals Grove Seals no. in the fourth quarter. That's exactly right. And that's what I want to see here tonight. Just keep pounding away and pounding away. Danny's going to throw on this one. Steps up, throws. Got Nyland, can't make that connection. Defended there by Peyton Johnson. Hits the turf, third down and nine for the Seals. They do it have at Central Mountain 44-yard line. But Danny not able to make that connection to Josh Nyland. That was, uh, the protection was okay there, um, but the one thing, if you watch Danny on that throw, is he didn't transfer his weight to his forward foot. You've got to transfer that weight to that forward foot, which means to me there's somebody in his vision that was blocking. It was He couldn't step up and deliver that ball, that play, and it floated a little bit off to the right. See if they can correct that here on his third down and long. Shotgun for Danny. Now he's got some time. Going to get rid of it. He's got Brett Ford. Makes the catch at the 37-yard line. Short of a first down by two yards. Let's see what Seals Grove does here. Fourth down, and they're actually going to mark him at the 38-yard line. So it's going to be a fourth down and a long three for the Seals to try to move the chains. They just need to come up with a play that give you four yards to move the chains here. See what they do. Danny getting instructions from the sidelines. And they're going to jog out, get to the line of scrimmage. 12 seconds on the play clock. Two wide receivers split to the left. Nyland one-on-one with Peyton Johnson here in the slot on the left. That's where Danny's looking. Gets it to Nyland. Makes the catch. Turns it upfield to 30. Runs through a defender to get it to the 27-yard line. And Seelensgrove picks up the first down. That time, um... Nyland just ran a little, uh, just a little out pattern, about uh, 10, 10, 12 yards downfield, and Danny uh, sprinted out to his left and threw a perfect, a perfect strike, hit, hit him right in the numbers. Great looking play. Matter of fact, the last two plays were nice looking plays by those two. He had a lot of space and loved the fact that he cut it off just to get the catch, to get the first down, move the chains. They have it at Central Mountains 26 yard line, first down and 10. All knotted up 7 7 in this one. Schoen gets the call between tackles, runs over a defender inside the 20, still going down to the 15 yard line goes junior running back Nate Schoen, and that's going to be enough for another Sealens Grove. First down on the 11 yard carry. And that was a trap right. Left guard kicked out on the, on the, the defensive tackle on our right side of their defense. Nate ran directly behind that, that kick out block of the offensive guard right over the center and got. Good, tough yards right up the gut. Good-looking trap play. Under a minute to go in the first quarter, 7-7 ball game. Seals Grove is threatening at Central Mountain's 15-yard line. Danny drops back. It's quarterback keeper. Goes into the middle, now pops it to the outside, uses his strength and his size to take it to the 11-yard line. So it's a pick up a four for Danny on the run. And we got a glimpse of that a week ago, and that I don't have a problem with that. That's a good run by a no. big, strong athlete. Get you four, make it a second down and six. Yeah, second and six. That, that's a great play. Danny just made that run look effortless. Uh, he, that that was supposed to be a quarterback trap, trap right. But Danny, it was blocked. There was nothing there. Danny, he bounced it to the left and got four yards. So second down and six as they have it at Central Mountain's 11-yard line. Danny turns, gives it to Schoen. Schoen pulls his way down to the six-yard line. See if they mark him about the seven-yard line. But again, between the tackles, close to a first down pickup. It'll be a third down. That's the final play of the first quarter. Both teams with big touchdown passes on the night to have this game all locked up at 7-7. And that last play was my favorite play in football. What was it? (laughs) That was a wedge. That wedge. was a wedge. That was that was a straight wedge. All the offensive linemen stepped, took a step right at 
our right guard, and they got shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip, and drove as a, as a wall upfield. And Nate Schoen just took the ball, didn't look for cuts, attacked straight up the gut. And, and that, gonna, that is football. And they're going to do it again. As they flip the field in the second quarter, let's say they'll do that one again and see if we can't stick it in the end zone. Seals yeah. Grove knotted up 7-7 with Central Mountain. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Watto Chiropractic. Spinal decompression therapy can help you recover from disc-related pain, leg pain, mechanical back pain, and sciatica. If you've been injured in a car accident at work, at home, or on the field, call Watto Chiropractic at 570-539-2600. Or visit us on the web at wattochiropractic.com. We'll help you recover naturally. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess as the Seals Grove Seals flip sides of the field, trying to get regain the lead, knotted up 7-7. They're forced into a third down and two inside Central Mountain's 10-yard line. They have it spotted at the 7-yard line. Nyland split far to the right. Shown the low back of the backfield with Danny under center. Takes the snap. Give it to Shown. Straight up the middle. First down and more. Goal line. Touchdown, Silas Grove Seals. Again, that was a wedge play right. Everybody wedged right at that right guard. Everybody get upfield. The offensive line worked as one unit and took him downfield. And, and Nate Shown just ran it like an old-fashioned football should. Just attacked straight upfield, got to the end zone. It's a good drive, showed a lot of muscle and strength up front, confidence in that offensive line as Seals go regain the lead, and Kyle Rule will jog out and try to kick the extra point through off of Brett Forholt, trying to push the lead back up by seven for the Seals Grove Seals. Christian Kant does the snap, and he stands over the ball. Brett Forholt will call out the signals, looking for a good snap here. Gets a good one. Four puts it down, the kick is up, and it sails right through the uprights and is good. So the Seals Grove Seals regain the lead on a good drive that time, mostly by the run. Nate Schoen finished it off with a touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. And with the extra point good, they increase their lead to 14-7 to over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Looking at that drive, it was a 10-play drive covering 66 yards for the Seals Grove Seals, taking four minutes and 11 seconds. Again, the extra point good by Kyle Rule. Nate Schoen able to take it from seven yards out to get his seventh touchdown, rushing touchdown of the season to start the second quarter. Seals Grove leading 14-7. to That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. That was an impressive drive by the Seals. Needed that desperately. Like to see that they can handle it for 10 plays, take it down the field with score. It's one thing to get the big firework kind of play that Nyland, is, he had the 88-yard touchdown reception in that first quarter when you start to flex your muscles and you can take the ball down the field on a 10-play drive. That bodes well for what things can look like for the rest of the night. So Seals Grove able to regain the lead following that 7-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen. Again, his 7th rushing touchdown of the season. Kyle Rule will kick this one away. End over end, and it'll be taken by the return man at the nine. Looks like Starks up the right numbers. Now takes it towards the sidelines, bounced out of bounds. Trying to get the number there. That's Rothamall again. Another good special team stop by Aaron Rothamall. Make it a stop on Starks. Bounces out of bounds. 
at the 25-yard line. That's where Central Mountain will take over first down and 10, trailing 14-7 to the Seals Grove Seals. I believe Travis Meckley also got on that tackle a little bit there. He was there. He did a great job getting downfield. A good special teams coverage by the Seals Grove Seals on that play and has Central Mountain at their own 25-yard line. Central Mountain stays with three backs back there with Probst with two wide receivers in the formation. Now they send a man in motion. They're going to pitch it and go left. Kissinger comes up, makes the stop. Kissinger had a great week last week. He comes in and makes a nice play there, taking the running back down quickly, and it's going to be a loss of one. Second down and 11 for the Central Mount Wildcats. Yeah, that was a quick pitch to the left. His quarterback and a shotgun. He had two halfbacks, one on each side of him. He had the what they call the pistol back behind him, so he was surrounded by three backs. Quick pitch left, no room at the end. The Seals were on it. Updated score, Southern Columbia at the end of one, and Wyoming area tied 0-0. Blitz coming for the Seals. Long count by Probst. Drops back. Gets rid of it. Had a man in and out of his hands. Falls incomplete. Well defended that time. Nyland and also Teague Hoover coming up, but it hits the turf. And that quickly, it's going to be a third down and 11 for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Yeah, that receiver uh, for Central Mountain just ran a slant three steps upfield. Turned inside at a 45-degree angle. Quarterback hit him right in the numbers with the ball, but uh, but Josh Nyland was there to bang it out. Again, that Southern Wyoming area game is part of our Blaze Alexander Four tough game of the week. So I'll keep you updated on those. Also, every once in a while, we'll send it back to Sean. We'll give him some updated scores on other games going around, going on around the Valley, and that's our Aubrey Alexander out-of-town scoreboard, so do that as well. Probes quick pass this time. Gets it out to Stark. Stark up the left sideline. Could be hit, knocked out of bounds by Teague Hoover at the 36-yard line. So Probes has a big touchdown catch of 62 yards. He gets the quick connection that time and is able to get it to the 35-yard line. It's going to be a half yard short of a first down. Looks like it's close. Nope, now they're moving it. It's right at the 35-yard line. They're not even going to measure What's the protocol that day for measuring? Are you allowed as a coach say, hey, I want to measure that to see if it's a first down? Or is it, I mean, do you have that? You, you can request that, but it, it really is up to the white hat, the official with the white hat, to tell you whether or not you're allowed to. What well, is a first down for Central Mountain. Probes, quick throw this time. Man makes a catch on the far side, running away from a defender, Nyland. He crosses the 40-yard line out to the 42-yard line. Making a catch again that time is Peyton Johnson. And he's going to pick up seven yards on the catch. It'll be a second down in seven. Good throw, good catch for Central Mountain. I'm actually shocked uh, a little bit um, based on what I'm seeing out of Central Mountain's offensive line. They're, they've provided a little bit of pass protection here for their quarterback. And and Probst is a good quarterback. He can throw the ball well, and he is right on with these throws in this drive. Second at about three, I think. Second and three is the call. Just beyond the 40-yard line in Central Mountain territory for the Wildcats. This could be a Quick pitch to Pence off the right side. Runs inside of Heil, short of a first down as he takes it to the 44-yard line. Tackled there by a host of red shirts, but I think Brandon Heil played that pretty well. Turned that thing back up and let his teammates make a play. Uh, Brandon Heil's outstanding. He, he does a terrific job. And, yeah, he, 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 he stayed at home. He stayed on the last scrimmage. He squeezed it, and he contained it and turned it in for everyone else. Big third down play here for Central Mountain. They trail 14-7 with 9.53 to go in the opening half. Deep man gets it. Pence, nothing there. Slammed to the turf by Wyatt Metzger. First guy in there was Trey Beatty disrupting things, and Metzger finishing him off with a slam to the turf. That'll be a fourth down and two after the one-yard loss 
By the Wildcats. The Seals Grove met, went with a, a six-man front. They put a couple of linebackers down in three-point stances up front, and, and they brought the house. And I think there are more Seals in the backfield than there were guys from Central Mountain. I forget their uh, their mascot right now. Wildcats, Wildcats, I believe they are. He got slammed to the turf, and might have got his back turned a bit. Speaking of backs, our Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game candidates will come up throughout the game, and then we'll announce the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game at the during our postgame show. Brett Ford gets it. Going up the right sideline, looking for that wall. Gets a block to the 35-40. Still going. 50. Up the left sideline. One man to beat. Unable to get by him, or else he was taking it the distance. Weaver, able the punter, able to knock him out of bounds as he takes it into Central Mountain Territory to the 36, 37 yard line, maybe the 38, but either way, a great return that time. It's everything you talk about, Dave. Getting that wall, and boy, it did show up. The punter was the last man there. Brett Ford not able to shake him, get knocked out of bounds. Brett Ford did a great job of fielding that ball. You know, one of the things you do is you, you got to catch punts. If you don't get that punt, you try to play that cherry hop. It bounced in front of him the chip by the head. Cherry hop, is, you look for that good hop into your hands. He found it that time and got it. That was a great job by Brett Ford to get, get that ball. Give Seals Grove great field position in Central Mountain Territory. Schoen's going to get the call again. Bounce it to the outside. Trying to get a block for Brett Ford. Gets tossed around, but doesn't come off his feet. Still going. And finally, Schoen will take it back for a two-yard pickup. Between what Danny did on that three-yard pickup, where he ran 55 yards, and what Schoen just did there, ran another 45 yards to pick yeah. up two. Yeah. It's too bad they can't get credit for all that running because Zach, Zach would uh, chalk that up as a nice 50-yard run, but yeah, yeah. for a two-yard game. Yeah, it, that was a stretch left, and it didn't didn't work out, and he reversed field. And that was a pretty amazing run for a, a two-yard gain or one-and-a-half-yard gain. I like how Schoen just gave into it and realized it wasn't going anywhere and just took, it, took what he could get from it. Shock drops back, a lot of time. Rolls to his right after looking left. Still looking, still looking. Get rid of it, and in and out of the hands of Brett for... As he extended that play as long as he possibly could, hobbling on the coverage for the Central Mount Wildcats, but it's going to fall incomplete. It'll be a third down and nine for the Seals. The Seals grow Seals do lead 14-7 with 8-10 to go here in the first half. Danny just got he got flushed out of the pocket. It was supposed to be a pocket pass where he's right behind the center. He ended up running about 60 yards on that play before he could throw it too because he got he got flushed out of the pocket and ran all over the place. Ended up running to his right. Hit Brett. Four, pretty much on the numbers, but the defender got his hand in there and knocked it out. Nylon in motion from left to right. Third down and long. Shotgun for Danny Shock. Drops back. Under a little bit of pressure. Gets rid of it. Got Metzger in and out of his hands. He was looking for Metzger over the middle. Got it behind him some. Metzger unable to make that adjustment. And now it's a fourth down for the Seals. That was a, what some people refer to as a dig pattern. You get about 10 yards downfield. Plant the outside foot. This is by Metzger from the tight end spot. Plant the outside foot and just cross the field at about 10 yards, and it was open. Um, the ball came just a little bit behind him, and that's real hard to turn around and make that catch. But that was a well-run pattern by uh, Wyatt Metzger. He got himself open. Following the incomplete, it brings up a fourth down and nine. Seelsgar will go for it here. Nylon in motion from right to left. Danny drops back under some pressure, steps up, still looking. Going to get rid of it. He's got a man out there. Making a catch is Brett Four at the 18-yard line. It'll be enough for a seal. Let's go first down. Brett Four, it, it looked, he was about 15 yards downfield. It looked like he was going to run a post. He saw that Danny Shock was flushed out of the pocket and running for his life, and he worked his way back to Danny and found an opening where Danny could put the ball. So that was a good job by Danny and by Brett Four. 
to pick up a big first down for the Seals. As they have it inside Central Mountain's 20-yard line, marking about the 18, 7.40 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 14-7. Schoen gets the call off the right side. Runs into a defender, falls forward, gets to the 17-yard line, so maybe a one-yard pickup. That time for Nate Schoen, Seals Grove be forced into a second down and long following that run by Schoen. Brett Four coming into tonight. In the passing department for Brett Four, as he's gotten into the mix here, came in with six reception for 71 yards and made a catch there on that previous play for a big first down for the Seals. I formation, Ryan Almond at fullback. Danny under center, takes the snap, give it to Almond. Trying to drag a defender to the 15. Don't think he's going to get to the 15. They'll stop him at the 16-yard line, so another one-yard pickup by the Seals. And it's going to be a third down and We'll call it about seven for the Seals Grove Seals. Now, they are in rule range here. Car Rule does have the range to kick a field goal if they need it here. But this is a third down as Seals Grove trying to move the chains. They lead 14-7. Personnel issues here as Micaiah Showers coming into the game. Guys coming in and out. He quickly gets in. or set up at the right tackle position. Nick Young playing the center. Nylon in motion behind Danny Schock. Shock takes the snap, fakes it to Schoen, rolling to his right. Got Metzger wide open in the end zone. Metzger makes the catch, tiptoes the sidelines. Touchdown, Seals Grove Seals. That was a bootleg pass. That's where a Danny faked a he made a run fake with the running back inside and then broke out to his right. And uh, Wyatt Metzger was a tight end on the left side. Wyatt did what we call a deep drag, where he got downfield and crossed the field. So we had Danny running to his right and Wyatt running left to right on the field. And Danny just just threw a nice pass up over top of everybody and, and put it right in Wyatt Metzger's hands in the end zone. Good-looking play. Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here, trying to increase Sealsgrove lead to two touchdowns. Kick is up. And like clockwork, it ticks through. Seals Grove extends their lead to 21 to 7 with 6:11 to go here in the first half. We got a quick break. We can send it back to Sean. Get some update on other scores going on around the valley. All right, Pat, thanks very much on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard, and you can check that out at eagle107.com. We'll have it constantly updated for you all night long. Over on 100.9, the Valley going back and forth at Christie. Lewisburg has taken the lead over Jersey Shore 14-13. Shikalemi up 21-0. Blackjack over Holy Redeemer in the second. That's on WKOK. Game being played in Berwick at Crispin Field. Southern Columbia leading Wyoming area early second quarter 7-0. Also second quarter scores. Midwest 14, Athens 6. Shemokin 7, Danville nothing. Warrior Run is up 7-2 over Central Columbia. And we also have a couple more Blackjacks on the board. Montoursville 21, Mifflinburg nothing. And Mount Carmel 21, South Williamsport nothing. Back to Pat, Dave, and Zach in the Grove. Appreciate it, Sean, as we're keeping an eye on other games going on around the Valley. And the big one we're keeping an eye on, 14-13 lead for the Lewisburg Green Dragons over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at this point. Kyle Rule will kick this one away after Seals Grove gets another touchdown and lead 21-7 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Kick goes away to Stark at the 9. Up the right sideline, now cuts it. That looks like Pence on the return. Actually, number 2, not 23, as he crosses the 25 and just short. 
of the 30-yard line, or it'll put it right down on the 30. First down and 10 for the Wildcats at their own 30-yard line, but they look up the scoreboard and see themselves trailing 21-7 with 6.05 to go here in the first half. That uh, 21 points happened rather quickly, didn't it, those last two touchdowns? But I, I like the fact that we sustained some drives. And that last one came on a short field, just covering 37 yards, but took seven plays and finished off from Shock to Metzger for 16-yard touchdown. It's Metzger's fifth catch, catching touchdowns of the season as Probst will keep this one and take it off the right side, out of bounds as he crosses the 35-yard line for about a six-yard pickup. And for Metzger, it's his, as I said, Metzger, it's his fifth touchdown reception, and it's Danny Shock's ninth touchdown pass of the season as well. The seven play covered 37 yards, took two minutes and 47 seconds, extra point good. Seals Grove again leading 21 to seven here with 6.01 to go in the first half. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Probst stays in the shotgun formation, two wide receivers to the left this time. Blitz coming off the left. He's gonna throw to the right and it's knocked to the turf. Big pulls up that time, and that defensive line knocks the ball down. It'll be a third down and five for the Central Mountain Wildcats. And Central Mountain is, is still maintaining. Now, they they only have one um, running back in the backfield with a quarterback. Now, they're running what they call deuces formation, which means deuces two. And so with a deuces formation, you have two wide receivers, one on or one set on each side, and one running back with a quarterback. They're in the deuces formation again. No, yes, they are. And stay in it once again on this third down and five. Blitz being shown. Here comes Micaiah Showers and Ryan Armit. Jason Probst out of the pocket, forces him to throw it away, falls incomplete, and it'll be a fourth down and five for the Wildcats. And you would think it's a punting situation here. Ryan Armit came free on that blitz. It was a great job. <clears throat> I, I really like this quarterback, this Probst. He, he did a good job. He was getting hunted uh, by our, our linebackers and... He was able to get outside the pocket and throw the ball down the field in a place where nobody could catch it, but he's not going to get called for uh, intentional grounding. So Central Mountain will punt this one away. Brett Four and Nyland standing at about their own 35-yard line waiting for the punt. Its kick goes away. Knuckleballer to Nyland at the 36. It's got some room. Got blockers out in front of into Central Mountain territory. The 40, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Silas Grove Seals. You've been calling for it, Dave, and there you have it. I'm telling you, there's just such a huge difference in team speed between Seals Grove and Central Mountain. Ah, oh, there's a flag on the play. Where no. is it? Where is it? I still don't see it. Do you? I don't see it. There's a ball. I don't see a flag. Seals are walking back. So, looks like this all going to come back. So, I have to do some erasing here on my score sheet. Just had Nyland's name written down, had kickoff or a punt return, but they're going to walk him off holding on the return. It's one of those deals where it didn't need to hold. There was no way because it looked like it happened in the middle of the field and there was no way with the speed that we're going to get Nyland. It was one of those deals as a coach you think, you didn't even need that. That's exactly right. Nyland was in the open outrunning everybody. Nobody was going to touch him. Yeah, and that's part of the football IQ. You've got to get to the point where you recognize where he's just, it's hands off. When your guy's out in front of everybody, hands off. 
Gives Sealsburg great field position at their own 49-yard line following the penalty. Quick pitch to Hollenbach. Off the left side. Looking for a block for Ryan Army. Gets it. Still going. 11-yard pickup as he ran right on the hip of Ryan Ahmet for 11-yard pickup in Central Mountain Territory to the 40-yard line. We've been running that toss here since 1983. We've been running that toss actually before that. <laughs> uh, and it's just run the same way, fullback. It was toss or toss left, um, fullback in front of Dean Hollenbach. Dean, once again, got outside, ran that downhill slope on the outside, and Ryan um, Ahmet just did a good job of picking up an outside backer on this block. First down and 10 for the Seals, leading 21-7. to Eye formation behind Danny. Give it to Ryan Ahmet. He's at the second level. He's going to bounce off a defender, but in host of white shirts, meet him right at the 34-yard line. But again, a burst by your fullback gets you six. It'll be a second down and four. I really like the game plan that Coach Ferrero has going on tonight. It's it's tough runs up the middle. He's mixing that up with, with a few stuff to the outside to keep people um, honest on defense, and he's mixing up the pass very well. Brian Wallman came in tonight with just 17 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. He gets a good carry there for six yards. He'll stay in at the fullback position. Danny turns, give it to Hollenbach, follow behind Ryan Allman, trying to get to the edge at good speed that time on the edge by Central Mountain after about the yard pickup by Dean Hollenbach. Give credit to number 25 coming away from the pile, and that's Sonny, Cameron Sonny, senior, 5'9", 170 pounds, takes Hollenbach down after a short pickup. Yeah, and we, we whiffed on the outside. Somebody totally missed him, but that was uh, a, that was a stretch left. We're just trying to get, get our running backs to the outside with the fullback in front of the tailback Hollenbach, and uh, a cornerback just came completely free out there. Third down in here. We're calling it a third and three. Under four minutes to go here with Seals Grove leading 21-7 to here in the first half. Danny retreating all the way back to midfield, gets rid of it, and it falls incomplete. It was intended for Ryan Allman, trying to adjust there, but he was under heavy pressure. Two defenders right in Danny's face. Falls incomplete. It's going to be a fourth down and short for the Seals. And once again, that was a bootleg right. We call it, sometimes you call it a naked uh, because he has no blockers out in front of him. The quarterback is just out there all by himself. But what happened there was a run fake inside. Danny booted out to his right from that run fake after the run fake, and he had pressure immediately. So we, we missed some blocks up front. Basically, the, the offensive linemen are supposed to be run blocking but staying within two yards of line of scrimmage on that. So it's going to be a fourth down. Turn, give it to Ryan Allman, the fullback, trying to get the push to a first down. And from the looks here, it's going to come up short. Needed to get to the 30-yard line, and it's only going to get to the 31-yard line. So that's going to be a stop on down for the Central Mountain Wildcat defense, and it's going to turn the ball over to their offense. And now defense has to come out, and they've got to take the momentum back right now. That's sudden change. When somebody, when someone takes the ball from you on fourth down, that is sudden change. And now you've got to ratchet it up about ten knots right now and take control of this football game with your defense. Get that ball back. Keep that offense pinned down here way deep in their own territory. They're not real, real deep. It's a 31-yard line. But still, keep them pinned down. Make them go three and out right now, Seals defense. Third, or excuse me, three minutes and 42 seconds ago here in the first half. We're looking for a Kenny for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Would love to see that opportunity right now by this defense. Shotgun for pro. Splits coming by Ahmet. He's got some time, gets rid of it, in and out of the intended receiver's hands. That was Peyton Johnson. So falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10 
for Central Mountain. That was a very good call by Central Mountain. They saw that all of our inside backers were coming on a blitz that time, and the quarterback just threw it to their inside receiver crossing over the middle, real shallow. In other words, their receiver crossed right where our linebackers blitzed from. A perfect call. But uh, the quarterback had no touch on the ball. He was too pressured. He threw it too hard. Second down and 10 following that incompletion. Probst drops back, getting some pressure, gets rid of it. It's going to sell well over the intended receiver's head that time. It was intended by Nick, intended for Nick Long, the junior, 6-1, but not going to make that connection there. It'll be a third down and 10 for the Wildcats, trailing 20 one to seven with 334 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove got pressure with their backers and their down men immediately. The quarterback did a good job just trying to throw that away and not getting flagged for it. Probst brings out his offensive teammates on a tough third down and ten. Twins to each side. Deuces, as David calls it. Probst drops back under some pressure. Gets rid of it. It's got a man over his head once again. Uh-oh. Uh, yep. There it comes. T. Hoover came up as the ball sailed over the intended receiver's head. Not catchable. T. Hoover came up to lay a blow on the receiver, and he's going to be flagged for it. While they're getting that worked out there, we got updated score on our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week as Southern Columbia in the second quarter has taken a 21-0 lead over Wyoming area. Again, that's our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week. Here, following the penalty by the Seals, will give the Central Mount Wildcats a first down as they walk the ball beyond the 45 to the 46-yard line. 3.30 to go in the opening half. Seals Grove leading 21 to 7. Now you got Shane or Schoen moving up front. and looks like it's going to be the defense offsides if that's the call, at least the officials will talk this one over. His flags came from both sides and Vashon really came off the ball and just leveled the center before he even snapped the ball. That, uh, the center's not going to forget that anytime too soon. Now they're calling that against, um, it looks like they may be calling that against Central Mountain. Well, as they chit-chat about that, Sunday the Eagles play host to the Jets at the league on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at noon, kickoff at 1. Merrill Reese, Mike Quick on the call on Eagle 107. It yeah, will I, go against the Wildcats. I think that center it picked the ball up and, and repositioned it, and and that was that was simulating a snap. So, good job, Nate Schoen. Take the shot. Eight penalties a week ago against Hollidaysburg for Central Mountain. Eight penalties for 55 yards. That penalty marches them back to their own 41-yard line. First down and 15 for the Wildcats. Blitz coming again. Quick toss it this time out to Peyton Johnson. He makes a catch, runs away from defender, crosses the 45-yard line to the 46-yard line. He gets that five yards back from the penalty and puts it back to where this drive started originally to make it a second down and 10 for Central Mountain. From their own 46. So Seals Grove's doing a pretty good job here so far. It's uh, second and 10. This is a big down. This is the time. If you're going to run against a team like this, where they say they show a lot of play action pass, I'd bring pressure off the weak side, outside weak side. Going to go trips to the right. Shotgun still for Probst. He's got a back in the backfield off to the left of him. Blitz coming. All out blitz. Brandon Isle. First guy in there. Micaiah Showers as well. Probst never had a chance. He'll be knocked down inside his own 40-yard line at the 38-yard line as Probst slow to get off. He was met by two defenders, and he's trying to shake this one off. Tough kid. We saw that a year ago from Probst. 
and he's dealing with a big shot there. He's getting calls from the sideline from Coach Reininger, but he's trying to shake off that big hit. I'll tell you what, Brandon Heil, he did come off the weak side there from the outside, and he did a great job because he broke down and really put a lick on that quarterback. The quarterback never had a chance. That was a great job. He drives it all the way back to the Central Mountain 38-yard line. they got to get to the Sealand's Grove 44-yard line for a first down. And we're going to have a timeout here taken there by Central Mountain again. So kind of just taking it back on what's happening here. If you're just joining us, Sealand's Grove, boy, did they get on the board quickly. One play back in the first quarter, one play drive covering 88 yards when Danny Shuck got his eighth touch passing touchdown of the season he was able to hit senior wide receiver nyland who gets his fourth touchdown reception of the season it came with 859 to go in the first quarter the extra point by rule is good and seals grove led seven nothing at that point but central mountain comes back with a big play of their own stark 62 yard reception from probes that came with 840 to go just 19 seconds later a one play drive for central mountain covering 62 yards the extra point was good, and it was all knotted up at 7-7. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. Then we moved into the second quarter. Nate Schoen gets a seven-yard touchdown run. That's the seventh rushing touchdown of the season. I came just into the second quarter with 11.57 to go. That completed a 10-play drive covering 66 yards. The extra point good, and it was 14-7. And Metzger got a 16-yard touchdown reception, pushes the lead to 21-7 for the Seals Grove Seals. That's where we stand. Probst drops back, looking deep down the right sideline. Double teamed out there is his receiver, and it's going to be knocked to the turf by Nyland. Also helped defend it out there by Brandon Heil as he was back there playing the safety position as well. Fourth down, punting situation here for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Good-looking defense that time. It's, it's a little scary for me. We only brought three rushers, just the three down men, and we were in a cover two, which means we had a – they were in deuces. They had two receivers on each side. We had a, a, a safety, a cornerback, and an outside linebacker on both sides covering two receivers. So that was well done. Forcing Central Mountain to punt this one away. Brett for Nyland standing at their own 29-yard line as the punt's going to go away from Nyland and go out of bounds. No matter where the official will walk up and possession, put this ball to start this possession, either way they're going to have great field position. They want to make sure you check us out. Seals Grow Seals football present. Excuse me, Seals Grow Seals on Eagle 107 Facebook page. All Seals Grow all the time. Get stats on there, photos, trivia, all kinds of things happening on our Facebook page. Make sure you like it. It's all Seals Grove all the time. Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. Probst started the night two for three for 96 yards when he had that 62-yard pass to Stark. But since then, three for 10, 23 yards for the senior quarterback. Quick toss this time goes to Metzger. Right at the line of scrimmage. I don't think that's even a... I don't think we can gain maybe a yard on that catch that time as Danny Chuck threw it to Metzger for the quick pickup. Yeah, a little out pattern by Metzger. Um, he just didn't have enough room to turn it up and get up the sideline there after he caught the ball. He, had to, he got out of bounds, I believe. So second down in nine, shotgun for Danny. Looking down the right sideline, looking for Brett Four, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds, and here comes the flag. So Brett Ford streaking down the right sideline, and he was run out of bounds by the defender. And it's going to be a pass interference call against the Central Mountain defender, and Seals Grove will get an automatic first down. 
That was a flagrant foul by the defender. Uh, by I think it was a number number mm, three. It was their their free safety back there, who actually just took Brett out rather than try to defend him. So they're going to have a first down following the penalty. They'll have in Central Mountain Territory at the 44-yard line. Seals Grove leading 21 to seven. Danny drops back. Got plenty of time. Rolling to his right. Look it. Gets rid of it. Brett Ford makes a catch and then tiptoes out of bounds for the two-yard pickup. I'd like to that. see him cut it the other way. This guy's got to plant their foot and get up get up the sideline. Yeah, they, they get green grass in front of him. Yeah. Turf. Yeah. Or, or turn inside or something. But Picks up two yards on that completion that time for Brett Four. Daniel say in the shotgun. Deuces for Seals Grove. Dropping back is Danny. Look, and now he's going to take off and run with it. Running away from a defender. Stiff arm at the 33-yard line. Still going to the 30. 25. 20. They're going to be bounced out of bounds by Peyton Johnson. But we've seen the ability of Danny Shock to take off. We understand the pressure puts on your defense. And, boy, that all came together on the run. And that's a heartbreaker for a defense. When a quarterback is able to escape the pocket, when things are looking good for you, that's a tough one for a defense to overcome. First and 10 on on the the Central Mountain 19-yard line. Oof. After the 23-yard run by your sophomore quarterback, Danny Chuck. Danny looked great running that ball, too. He looks fast in the open field. Looks very effortless, and that means he's moving, and he's got good ability to take off and run as he did there. This one's going to go to Schoen. He's met right on line scrimmage. Boy, he just thrown to the turf. You don't often see that, but, boy, give credit to number 55 came through, and that's Strats. He's a defensive end, a six-foot, 215-pound sophomore came through and took Nate Schoen down. That kid's impressive. I, I, I've never seen anybody throw Nate Schoen around like that. That is impressive. That 55 is a tough kid. I, he did some good things on film when I was watching him, too, but that uh, I'm convinced. So following that play, the timeout taken on the field. Let's reset things here. After that play, it's a yard loss at the 20-yard line. It's going to be a second down in 11, 109 to go here in the first half. Seals Grove leading 21-7. Again, Seals Grove got off with a big play to start this one, 88-yard touchdown reception by Nyland Starks. For Central Mountain was the recipient of a pass from Probst for 62 yards. It tied it up 7-7, and Seals Grove got back-to-back touchdown, shown from seven yards out. That was a rushing touchdown for the junior running back, and then Metzger got the 16-yard touchdown reception with 6-11 to go, and that's where we stand, 21-7. Don't go anywhere at halftime. We'll have uh, updated scores on games going on around the Valley as we send it back to Sean Carey. And then we're going to come back here. We'll have stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, get the first half analysis from Dave, and also look ahead to the second half as Seals Grove has a deep in Central Mountain territory. Danny drops back, looking for the screen, right over the middle, and Schoen goes up, makes the catch, gets away from the defender, runs over his own man at the 20, down to the 10, still going, working his way inside the 10, down to the 8, and I think the recipient of Danny's run that time was Nick Young, he yeah. got run over by Nate Schoen. Nick Young. <laughs> Nick Young got plowed over by his own, his own fullback. Oh, my goodness. Poor Nick. Nick was scrambling around downfield trying to trying to get a block, and he, he spun around just in time to get hit right in the face by uh, by Nate Schoen. I think one of our all of us worst nightmare, and that's to uh, turn and see, yeah. <laughs> see Nate Schoen come in full speed that right at you. Kid. That was terrible. I'd rather but, catch a tractor trailer. Yeah, you're right. I would, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, what a great kid. I can imagine he's oh, yeah. giggling it up right now. But he turned, like you said, yeah. trying to find a block, and he turns. And the hardest hit he's going to talk about all night was yeah. from his own man. Yeah, and there was no time to react. He turned right into that hit. <laughs> and Nashon takes it down inside the 10. Be a first down goal to go. Another timeout taken here. 55 seconds to go. In this first half, Seals Grove trying to get another touchdown on the board to make it back-to-back-to-back touchdowns and trying to increase their twenty, increase their lead to 28-7. to Last week, the Central Mount Wildcats gave up 27 in the first half to Hollidaysburg. Seals Grove trying to see if they can better that by one here as they have it first down goal to go. They're marking at the eight-yard line. Trips to the left, bunch formation to the left. That's where Danny's looking. Now he's going to run back to the right. He's got some speed to the 10, the 5. Guy's going to beat him at the goal line. No way he's going to stop him as he takes it into the end zone. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. I tell you, Danny Shock is a real weapon. When he, when he drops back the pass and there's nothing downfield, he, he, when he puts that ball away and runs, he crosses lines. And like you said before, it looks effortless when he runs, and that's, that's because he's just doing things well. He moves well for a big kid. He gets his third rushing touchdown of the season for your sophomore quarterback to increase the Seals Grove lead with 47 seconds to go here in the first half. Christian Kant snaps, Brad Four holds as Kyle Rowe looked to kick the extra point. It's up, and once again, through the uprights, and good for Kyle Rowe. It increases the lead for the Seals Grove Seals to 28-7. And you know what I like here? Look at Aaron Rothamal running all the way back here to jump in the group here. He's been a guy who's making plays on special teams along with a guy like Meckley. He's ready to go. He wants oh, to get yeah. in there and get in and get another play. And that's the guy, kind of guys that build themselves through the program. We talk about Paul Oyster over years gone by. Great special teams player. He moved himself into a linebacker, became a very good linebacker for the Seals Grove Seals. That's what Aaron Rothwell is doing right now on special teams. Yeah, he's getting he's getting a lot of reps on special teams and so on. Well, what a what a great thing for him to do. Uh, and you're right, he looks like he's having fun. And he will line up far to the left on this kickoff by the Seals Grove Seals. Also out there is Kissinger, Steve Miller. Out there, ready on that left side. Oscar Macharo, number 81, with the flowing hair coming out of his you know, Oscar helmet. Is, how often do you call Oscar's name? He is on the field making plays every opportunity he gets. I'm going to call it. He's going to get down and make a play here, number 81, for the Seals Grove Seals, trying to make a stop on the special teams play here. I, I He'll be on the left side with Steve Miller, also Aaron Rothmull, and Kissinger on the left side of Kyle Rule on this kickoff. I have him circled on my on my uh, my depth chart here. I like that Oscar Macharo. Swift kick this time. Up man will take it at the twenty one, trying to work from right to left. Dean Hollenbach uh-uh. is gonna make it turn it up inside and finally take him down as he crosses thirty. Brandon Heil in on the stop. Trying to get a number of the other guy, and that is Jack Hahn. Jack Hahn in on the special team stop for the Seals Grove Seals. It'll put the Central Mount Wildcats at their own thirty one yard line, trailing twenty eight seven with thirty nine seconds to go here in the first half. That last scoring drive for Seals Grove, another seven-play drive, 60 yards, took a minute and five seconds with the extra point good, increasing Seals Grove lead to 28-7. to That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. So Central Mountain will come out, send wide receivers to each side. 
Probst takes a snap, quick throw, gets it out there, looking for his receiver, not going to be able to get the connection there. Looked like it was going to Peyton Johnson, defended by Nyla. Falls incomplete, it'll be a second down and 10. It was a very quick throw. As soon as the quarterback got the ball, he threw it off to his right, to his inside receiver, but I, I didn't even, I couldn't even tell what kind of pattern it was. It was poorly thrown, hit the ground before it got to the receiver. So it's going to be a second down and 10. 37 seconds going here first half. Again, stick around. We've updated scores on other games going on around the Valley as Southern starting to do what they do, and that's put up touchdowns against their opponent against Wyoming area this week. They lead at halftime, but again, we'll get updated scores on that as that run goes straight up the middle, two-yard pickup, third down and eight for Central Mountain. Also, we'll get stats from the first half. will be given to me by our stat man, Zach Showers, and also get the analysis of that first half as we get ready to move into the second half and chit-chat with Dave about that. As Seals Grove's in command at this point. Quick throw this time from Probst to Peyton. Johnson makes the catch, dives forward to the 40-yard line, short of first down by a yard. It will be fourth down and one. A timeout will be taken by the Seals as they're trying to preserve time because their, their punt returns have been good. Their best one got called back by a penalty, but they're looking at it as another offensive possession, and they want to get in the hands of Nyland or Brent Ford and see if they can't break one here. Well, as quickly as we, we've proven that we can score, that, that's a good idea. Get it to them. Getting a quick timeout as Derek yeah. Hicks taken there. Third down. It's going to be, let's see if they assume they're going to punt this one away. They do need a yard to pick up on a fourth down and one for the Central Mountain Wildcats. If I were punting, I wouldn't punt at those receivers. I'd punt it out of bounds somewhere because, or you don't want to punt it out of bounds though either. You you want to you want to burn up that clock. But I tell you what, they are having a tough time um, finding our receivers on that punt return team. Got to come up with a squib kick punt. A squib like punt. They got to keep it away from our guys. <laughs> don't hear that very often. No. Now we're only we're only playing with one receiver back this time, which means we're probably going to go for the block here. You can't think that they're anticipating a fake here, I wouldn't think. No. Seals Grove leading 28-7 to seven with just seven seconds. Now we got penalty here. Flags being thrown there, and it's going to be a false start against Central Mountain. They have the left side of our defense is loaded with bodies over there. They're ready to come off the right side of that offensive line, the punt team. And I see Nylon up there trying to use his speed to see if he can come off of that edge. Also, Brandon Heil both on the left. Teague Hoover as well. So all three of those guys are going to come. You just hope you have more defenders than you do have blockers to try to get the block here. Here they come. Nope, he gets it away. It's going to go away from Brett Ford. It's going to hit and roll and take out the first half clock. That's about as good as they can expect out of that. Good job by Central Mountain. That's what they wanted to do, run that clock out, and they do, as you said, Dave. So that ends the first half. Seals Grove leading 28-7 after they will put three touchdowns on the board in the second quarter to increase their 28-7. We're going to come back again, and we're going to have updated scores and also stats from our stat man and analysis of that first half and get ready for the second half. The Seals Grove's in command right now, leading 28-7. We're at halftime. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Hi, I'm Tracy Subsick. And I'm John Subsick, owners of Carpet Man and Milton. After battling breast cancer a few years ago and making a full recovery, our family wanted to help other women fighting the same fight. So this October, our family business again will donate a portion of each sale to the Thyra M. Humphreys Center for Breast Health. They'll cover the cost of mammograms for those who can't afford them. Your visit to Carpet Man in Milton this October will make a difference. We hope to see you in our family store soon. Thanks for your support. 
Mark and Troy here from Zimmerman Motors. It's Ram Power Days, and we're celebrating with huge discounts to get you in the new Ram you deserve. We have a fantastic selection of Rams, all discounted for the special event. And if you own another brand, we can save you up to $10,000 on a new Bighorn model. Ram Power Day discounts all month long. 2019 Ram Quad Cab 4x4 starting at $32,500. 0% financing. It's time to buy that new truck. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Here at Murray Motors Chevrolet, we are big enough to serve you, small enough to know your name. From sales, service, parts, and our body shop, Murray Motors Chevrolet brings you a bigger, better selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs, including the area's best certified pre-owned inventory. Our new inventory is expanding to an all-time high. We offer the only lifetime powertrain warranty and price match guarantee on all new Chevrolet models. Murray Motors Chevrolet, located a half mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove, or online at murraychevy.com. Powertrain warranty does not include commercial vehicles. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Eagle 107, so far a happy homecoming tonight for the Sealands Grove Seals as they lead Central Mountain at the half by score of 28-7. Sean Carey with you, checking scores from across the central Susquehanna Valley. Tonight on News Radio 1070 WKOK Shikalemi at Crispin Field in Berwick to take on Holy Redeemer. And it was about five minutes in to tonight's matchup, first quarter. Uh, Shikalemi getting on the board. First five-yard touchdown run by Minier. Second down and goal from the five-yard line. This drive started at the Shikalemi 27. Offset backfield. Brubaker to the far side. Balistrini with a stretch play. Hands it off to Minier. Into the end zone. Touchdown! Shikalemi! And that was an eight-play, 73-yard drive. Kevin Hur on News Radio 1070 WKOK tonight uh, with the Braves leading 7 to nothing. Braves able to get into double digits rather quickly, also in the first quarter, thanks to a two-yard touchdown run by Joel Durr. Under center, the handoff goes to Durr, and Durr takes the Chiefs' advice and pulls his way into the end zone for the touchdown. And with 2.54 to go here in the second quarter, Durr's two-yard touchdown run makes it 13-0 Shikalami. And that Durr run was set up after a 35-yard pass play to Braden Long, and Shikalemi having an easy time tonight over Holy Redeemer. They're currently at the half and leading 35-0. That game will be in Mercy Rule in the second half. That's on News Radio 1070 WKOK with the Chief and Dave Ritchie. 100.9 The Valley tonight got a barn burner going on between the Lewisburg Green Dragons and Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Homecoming also tonight for Lewisburg. And on the opening drive, Jersey Shore went into a hurry-up offense, and they scored in a hurry, taking Lewisburg off guard. Josh Malicki's the running back next to Lorson in the backfield. Shotgun formation for Lorson. This time he rolls to his left, throws a deep pass down the sideline, and it's caught for a touchdown for Jersey Shore Bulldogs by Owen Anderson. That just ball was just underthrown there, Justin, and he came back for it and made the catch. Yeah, he did. It was a, just a short throw there just where the receiver, you know, 
was basically doing a sprint to the left corner and uh, underthrew him. The receiver came back, made a nice catch, just a sidestep and goes in the end zone. And Jersey Shore jumps out here to an early lead, 6-0 with 10.26 to go in the first quarter. And the point after touchdown was good. Bulldogs were up 7 to nothing, And just a little over 60 seconds later, the Dragons offense also kicked it into a high gear early. Back to pass, Chalesky, screen passes, center screen to Landis. He's at the 45, the 40, down the middle of the field, the 30, 25, 20, cuts outside, 10, 5, touchdown, Lewisburg. 47-yard screen pass. Doesn't get any prettier, Greg. Nice call there by the coaching staff. Just bring a little wide receiver screen there. Landis with that 47-yard grab, and we were even at 7-7. After a Jersey Shore punt, the Dragons also facing a fourth down play. Chalesky in the punt, they fake it. Throws out here to Shalinski. That's going to be picked off for a touchdown. Ethan Dominic threw that and just a touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs as it's picked off by Josh Malicki and runs it into the end zone for a touchdown. I'm sorry, that was Dawson Seacrest that picked that off. And the point after touchdown was good. Jersey Shore led 13-7. to That was the score after the first quarter. Early in the second quarter, the Green Dragons taking a screen pass to Paydirt. So it's fourth down and two. Jersey Shore to punt. Good snap. Oh, the punt's blocked by Hager Persson and picked up by Ono Donius and into the end zone for a touchdown. What a, what a play there by the special teams for the Green Dragons. Brought pressure and uh, Hagen Persson with the block. Got, Hagen got the block and Ordonez was able to pick it up, take it in the end zone. And just like that, Green Dragons come back and tie the score at 13 here with 10.44 to go in the second quarter with a PAT attempt coming up here. And then the teams traded a series of punts. Jersey Shore mounted a drive that included a 68-yard gain plus a horse-collar tackle penalty on the Dragons. Lewisburg defense able to tighten up in the red zone, forcing the Bulldogs into a first and goal from the 22. Same formation for Jersey Shore. Back to pass, looking to his left, throwing it deep down the sideline to Weston and catching it in the end zone for a touchdown. So it's now 19-14, Jersey Shore leads. He just threw a little pass over the outstretched arms of the defensive back. Perfect pass by Tanner Larson into the end zone. Stanton Westland with that touchdown grab for Jersey Shore. Bulldogs also gave, getting another touchdown uh, right before halftime. They currently lead Lewisburg 25-14 to at... Bucknell tonight. Catch that on 100.9 The Valley. Also catch our scores. We got them updated all night long at eagle107.com as we go through the Valley tonight. The scores at the half. Southern Columbia leading Wyoming area 21 to nothing. Wyoming area ranked number three in the state in AAA. Southern number one in AA. Loyal Sock blanking Milton in the second 31 to nothing. Midwest long road trip up to the northern tier tonight but hopefully the kids will have a happy bus ride home as they currently lead Athens going into the half by score of 20 to 6. Williams Valley, the Vikings over the Trojans, 16-14. Williams Valley upper over Upper Dolphin as they approach halftime. Also in the second quarter, Troy 12, Montgomery nothing. Bloomsburg 28, Hughesville nothing. Pine Grove 7, Line Mountain 6. That game is at the half. Also halftime scores, Shimokin shutting out struggling Danville 20 to nothing. Central Columbia 10, Warrior Run 7. Central Columbia getting their points on a safety and then a touchdown with a two-point conversion. At one point, uh, Warrior Run was leading 7-2. to The Blue Jays retaking the lead before the half. They're up 10-7. to Montoursville cruising past. 
last. Mifflinburg 28 to nothing. Mifflinburg will be taking on, excuse me, Montoursville will be taking on Southern Columbia next week. Second quarter, Berwick is leading Crestwood 21-7. Mount Carmel uh, in the Silver Bowl tonight. They're shutting out South Williamsport 34 to nothing. That has hit halftime. And coming up tomorrow afternoon, Muncie will be at Columbia Montour Votech. Also coming up tomorrow... Here on Eagle 107, we'll have college football with the Bucknell Bison. They'll be up north taking on Colgate. We'll have that for you early tomorrow afternoon here on Eagle 107. Head coach Dave Cicchini be on the pregame show with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Herr from Hamilton, New York. The Orange and Blue taking on Colgate, and that'll be a 12.30 pregame and kickoff at 1 p.m. Primetime tomorrow night from Iowa City. The Hawkeyes primetime going up against Penn State. 6 p.m. pregame kickoff at 7.44 tomorrow night. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Steve Jones, Jack Ham, Matt McGloin, Roger Corey will have that for you and streaming it WKOK.com and on our Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Here on Eagle 107 at the half tonight, we've got homecoming at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals Grove Seals lead it by a score of 21 to 7. Let's get you the highlights from the first half from tonight's matchup. In the very first possession tonight, great post pattern shot from Danny Shock to Josh Nyland. Shotgun for Shock. Drops back, look at plenty of time, over the middle, wide open is Nyland, makes the catch at the 30, makes the man miss at the 35, he's at the 45, runs away from the defender, he's at the 30, the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown for the Taylor Grove Seals. 88 to the gate, 88-yard catch, Nyland from shock first play on offense, the Seals were leading by a score of 7 to nothing, and then Central Mountain immediately got the ball back, and they did this on their first possession. Looked like Proach was surprised by by the, path, by the snap, but he finds a wide-open receiver who's going to take it into the end zone. The Central Mount Wildcats answer the Seals Grove Seals touchdown with one of their own. It looked like there was a little confusion by our defense there. Um, their wide receiver on the left side. And that was Propes, the quarterback for Central Mountain. A spectacular 62-yard uh, throw to... Rocco Stark, first play on offense for Central Mountain. They were able to even that game up by a score of 7-7 to in the first. That was the score after the first stanza. And then opening play of the second quarter, Nate Schoen hits pay dirt. Inside Central Mountain's 10-yard line, they have it spotted at the 7-yard line. Nylon split far to the right. Shown the low back of the backfield with Danny under center. Takes the snap. Give it to Shown. Straight up the middle. First down and more. Goal line. Touchdown, Silas Grove Seals. Nate Shown from 7-4-6, capping off a 10-play 66-yard drive and knocking 4-11 off the clock. Seals taking the lead by a score of 14-7. The Seals then were able to increase their lead to 21-7. Danny Schock with a 16-yard pass to Metzger. Capping off a seven-play, 37-yard drive and taking 247 off the clock. The Seals were up 21 to 7. And one more score before halftime for the Seals Grove Seals. Less than a minute before the half. A quarterback scamper into the end zone by Danny Schock. Trips to the left, bunch formation to the left. That's where Danny's looking. Now he's gonna run back to the right. He's got some speed to the 10. The five. Guy's gonna beat him at the goal line. No way he's gonna stop him as he takes it into the end zone. Touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. That was an eight-yard QB keeper from Danny Schock taking only a minute five off the clock was that seven-play 60-yard drive point after good and the Seals are up 28-7 to at the half. Hey, Long snappers are people, too. Congratulations to Christian Kantz, long snapper for the Seals. He is homecoming king tonight 
and Emma Atwood, homecoming queen for Seals Grove, homecoming 2019. Seals lead 28 to 7 over Central Mountain. 24 minutes of play left to go. We'll get halftime stats from the Z-Man, the stat man extraordinaire, Zach Showers, Pat O'Brien, and Dave Hess will have your call the second half in just a moment. Don't forget, Seals fans, we have a special Facebook page dedicated to your team. Give us a like, give us a follow. It's Seals Football on Eagle 107, and we're also on Twitter. Seals on Eagle 107 on Twitter. Instant stats, scoring drives, and so much more from Zach Showers. Got you covered with Seals football all season long and during the offseason, too, with Eagle 107, Seals football on Facebook and Twitter. 28-7, Seals lead at the half back to Harold L. Bullig Memorial Field as their homecoming halftime activities continue. Pat, Ryan, and Zach after the break as we continue Seals football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com, driven by Seals Grove Ford. Nurses, accountants, waiters, and welders, anyone can be injured on the job, unable to function properly. It affects your work and everyday life. Coach Soccer carry groceries, carry your child. No one has helped more people heal from work injury and rebuild their lives than the Workplace Injury Institute at Shemokin Dam Health Center. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center designed with you in mind. Hi, this is Bob Schoen, the general manager of Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg. And for years, we've been saying it's worth the drive to Route 45. Well, what does that mean? It means you're going to get the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle in stock. Check out our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com and compare it to the competition. It means we have a selection of over $12 million of inventory. So whatever it is that you're looking for, we typically have it on our lot. It means you're going to get service after the sale that's second to none. Plus, at Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg. This is Eagle 107. to halftime here. Sealers Grove leading the Central Mountain Wildcats and we just watched the Sealers Grove Seals band entertain the crowd here on homecoming and boy, they know how to bring it. We get to see it week in and week out and it doesn't get old. Nice job by the Sealers Grove band entertaining the crowd. What a beautiful night for high school football and for entertainment from the Sealers Grove band. Again, great job boys and girls and uh, we get to see it every week Dave and we're laughing about it. We, wa- we sat and watched that entire time and we stand up and watch it week in and week out. It doesn't get old. It is. We have, Seals Grove High School has the best band in all of America. I, I will put them up against anybody. I look, if you don't get, if you hate football, it doesn't, well you shouldn't ever hate football. <laughs> Nobody should ever hate football. But even if you don't like football, come watch our band. They are fabulous. We have fiddle players, we have guitar players, we have singers. The Entertainers, whole band singers. is jamming. It's just amazing. And, you, and what we talked about when you looked out, you saw everybody moving and dancing and doing the yes. whole thing. It just, it's a, and I like to give full credit to who does it all. I'm not exactly sure who all the, the directors and all that stuff, but sometime we're going to have to uh, find out people's names who are the main people involved, not only for the directors and, and people core, uh, doing the choreography, but just the kids themselves. we got to give them credit where credit's due, Pat. They are amazing. Nice job again. And speaking of being homecoming, so we have the homecoming court and run them down here for you. The the uh, It was done before the game, but uh, Elena Davis is escorted by Jacob Anders. Ava Blair escorted by Mike Stabila. They're in the freshman class. In the sophomore class, it was Lydia Guypel escorted by Tate Fordyce. Cassidy Ressler escorted by Danny Schuck. In the junior class, it was Jessica 
uh, Alba, escorted by Carlos Azambella. I'm going to go with that, and if that's wrong, I apologize greatly, and uh, you can obviously correct me if you want, because I want to get that right. Kylie Grief, escorted by Tyler Dugan, and Elisa Bond, escorted by Cole Catherman. That's the junior class. And then the senior class, you had Taylor Stolfis, escorted by Trey Bainey, Taylor Paul Hamas, escorted by Jeff Mann, Gabby Kelly, escorted by Christian Kantz, Katie Booker, escorted by Dylan DeFazio, and the king and the queen for the 2019 school year for the Seals Grove Seals, Emma Atwood, escorted by Luke Kantz. The queen, Emma Atwood, and the king was Lutz, Luke Kantz. Congratulations to them all, and uh, congratulations to the king and queen, Emma Atwood and Luke Kintz. It's fun to watch that. That Seals Grove has the best kids on the face of the earth. I'm biased, I know, but that's just the way it is. Every one of those kids that went out there for that homecoming court looked like 100% pure great people. They were just wonderful. Hope they enjoy the rest of the weekend. The activities happen here at Seals Grove Area School District homecoming weekend again. Uh, Emma Atwood was escorted by Luke Kant, King and Queen, for 2019. Congratulations, Congratulations to them. Congratulations, guys. We're at halftime. Seals Grove leading 28-7, to and I was given the stats by our stat man, Zach Showers. Run them down here for you. Seals Grove dominating in a lot of ways, uh, not only on the scoreboard, but first downs, 11 first downs at Central Mountains 4. 104 yards rushing. Love to see that number coming in. We talked about that a lot, about establishing the run game. And they get 104 yards in that first half, definitely easy, the most they've had in any first half all season long. And the better of that, the defensive side, holding Central Mountain to minus one yard rushing. In the passing department, 155 yards for the Seals Grove Seals. A lot of coming on the first play of the game when Danny Schock found Josh Nyland for 88 yards. And Central Mountain just 126 for total yards in that first half. Seals Grove, their best performance all season long, 259 total yards to Central Mountain's 125. And no turnovers by either team. Central Mountain five penalties, Seals Grove three. But it's the kind of dominance that we wanted to see. It was kind of a slow start after Seals Grove had that big touchdown. But they got to roll in in that second quarter, and they've put themselves out to a 28-7 to lead. Things did slow down a little bit after that first touchdown, but they got it right back on track. I like the idea that we have 11 first downs in the first half. That's a, that's, that's a healthy number. I like 259 total yards in the first half. Another, another healthy number. My concern is this. We are in penalties. We are three penalties for 25 yards. If we can hold that line, that, that's a huge step in the right direction. If we can go with a clean half where we don't have a bunch of penalties, that, that'll be a major improvement by this team. So Seals Grove will get the second half kickoff to go along with their great second quarter. So obviously they'll look to get the ball here, try to get the ball down the field, and again, get more points on the board. Seals Grove drives in that first half impressive as well. After having that one play drive for 88 yards, they put a 10 play together, 10 play uh, possession together from for 66 yards, and then two back-to-back seven-yard plays, one covering 37 yards, finished off by that Metzger touchdown, and then one from 60 yards, finished off by Danny Schock, eight-yard touchdown run. So Seals Grove gets the second-half kickoff as Hollenbach gets it at the 10. Trying to go from left to right, looking for that wall. We'll take it outside the numbers to the 30. Still going underneath the defender at the 40. Up into Central Mountain territory and using that strength 
to take it all the way just short of the 45-yard line. So once again, great field position for the Seals Grove Seals, and they get it to start the second half. That was a convincing run by, by Dean Hollenbach. We had our wall set to, set to our side, the bench, and it, good blocks. But Dean, we, he was did a very good job avoiding a lot of people that time, too. <clears throat> and Dean finished it tough, man. He, he, he was a hard kid to bring down. He was able to weave in and out of defenders on that and give, once again, Seals Grove great field position at Central Mountain's 46-yard line. Danny drops back, looking, got plenty of time. He's got Nyland beyond the defense, but unable to make the connection. He was able to get away from Probst, who was defending him there using his quickness, but the connection was not made, falls incomplete, and it'll be a second down and 10. Yeah, Nyland ran a seam pattern right up the forest hash line, directly on the hash line. Danny threw a, a laser to him. Uh, it was just a little far, but the good thing is it was thrown in front, and only our guy had a shot at that ball. So that was a safe throw by Danny, but... If he had taken a little bit off that, it would have been it would have connected. After the second down play, we'll look at the individual numbers from that first half for the Seals. This is going to go to Schoen off the left. Drag a defender. Ball being held loosely, but he's able to keep it as we'll get a two-yard pickup. Second, make it a third down and eight. Look at the individual numbers for Seals Grove. Danny Shot goes eight for 12, 155 yards and two touchdowns. His main target, Nyland, two catches, 100 yards. If I'm not mistaken, that's Nyland, third straight game over 100 yards against the Central Mountain Wildcats, and he gets a touchdown to go along with it. Brett, four, three catches. Metzger, two catches, 17 yards, and a touchdown. Schoen has a catch himself in that first half. So after this play, we'll talk about the rushing department that was impressive in that first half, putting up 155 yards. Danny looking right down, right sideline. As show, or excuse me, Nyland tried to adjust to make the one-handed catch, unable to, and it's going to be a fourth down situation here. And Seals Grove will look like they'll punt this one away, trying to pin Central Mountain deep in their own territory. Look at individual numbers in the rushing department. Danny Shock, five carries, 36 yards. Pick it up from we left off a week ago against Shemokin and a touchdown for Danny Shock. Shown, nine carries, 35 yards and a touchdown. Hollabach, five carries, 24 yards. As Metzger will punt this one away, gets it away, knuckleball. It's going to hit, bounce inside the 15, get a good roll inside the 10 once again. Rothamall, Hollenbach, Micaiah Shower standing over top of it, along with Schaefer and Teague Hoover. They spot it down. It'll be spotted at the 8-yard line. Just let me finish up these individual numbers. Probes for Central Mountain ended up 6 for 15 for 126 yards. His big one, a 62-yard pass to Stark. Stark finished that first half, two catches for 73 yards and a touchdown. Seals Grove's defense against the rush, again, showing up big here tonight. Pence, five carries, three yards. Probes, three carries for just three yards. Again, Seals Grove outrushed Central Mountain that first half, 259 to just 125. Central Mountain takes over deeper in their own territory. Just starting the second half, 10.48 to go. Seals Grove leading 28-7. Johnson goes in motion. Probst rolling to his right. Pitches it out there for Pence. And he's going to be hit, taken down. He'll be lucky to get a yard pickup. Maybe that's it. Second down and nine. Host of red shirts, Ryan Almy coming away. Metzger and a host of red shirts on the stop that time. That shows great awareness by our defense. They just ran an option to the right, and it's, it's something they only, they ran one in the first half, they ran one in the second half, but our guys took care of the responsibilities. I mean, outside backer had quarterback, cornerback took the, the pitch guy. Well done by the Seals. It looked like a play that Jersey Shore had some success back in week two, so it's good for them to see that and be able to sniff it out. 
and hold them to a one-yard pickup. Quick throw this time out in the flat. Nothing there to defense once again. There's that Vance Metzger, the first guy there. He makes a stop and able to hold him up to allow other defenders to come up, make the stop. It looked like Vance Metzger was one of the first guys there. And center mountain came out in that deuces formation again, and they threw a bubble screen to the right. The inside receiver backed off the ball in the snap of the ball, and, and um, the outside receiver blocked for him. But, our, but once again, our guys are good in the open field on the outside, and, and uh, they did a great job. So bring up a third down and long. I don't see Rocco starts out there. No, he's out. He got. He is out of the game at this point. Quick throw this time. Catch is made at the 22-yard line. It will be a first down. He's thrown to the turf by Teague Hoover following the first down pickup and catch that time by Central Mountain. Nick Long, the junior, 6-1. He just met Teague Hoover. Teague Hoover, just you, you never want to see a kid get a first down against the Seals, but... But Teague Hoover finished that right. He, he met him just as he caught the ball. No yards after the catch. He had enough for the first down, though. That wasn't good. But he lifted that young man off of his feet and stuck him on his back on the turf. That's impressive. Is wasn't going to go for a big, a big game. And he'll remember that the next time he makes that catch and see how it impacts the Central Mountain receiver. Ball's knocked in the air. Intercepted. Governor Kitzinger able to come over and make the interception as it was bodied at the lot, as it was knocked up at the line of scrimmage. And Kitzinger jumped on it, showed athletic ability, scooped it up. Gibbs Seals drove the ball at the Central Mountain 24-yard line. We're talking about candidate for the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. That's a candidate. That's a candidate. I'll tell you what, Scott Kerstetter did a great job, or excuse me, Kissinger did a great job. They tried that bubble screen again, screen again to the right. Somebody batted it up in the air, and, and Scott Kerstetter dove and caught it. Didn't see who got his hand up there, but a great defensive play. Seals Grove trying to benefit from the interception. Give it, nope, looks like Danny's going to roll to his right on the design keeper. Runs under defender, goes helmet to helmet with the defender as he falls to the 21-yard line, maybe the 22. So I wasn't sure if that was a design run time as Christian can't slow to get off the turf on the far side away from the play. And he's talking to the official about what happened. I didn't see it, but he's complaining about how he got injured that far away from the play. I didn't see it. I did see uh, Danny Schock fake the ball to Nate Schoen on the inside. They ran a trap right on the inside. Left guard pulled and kicked out on the right side. Nate hit it right over the center, but then Danny pulled it out and ran. It looked to me like a, a designed run. If it wasn't, Danny Schock did a great job of covering up for mistake. Picked up a few yards yep. there, like about two yards. So it'll be a second down and eight. Seals Grove leading 28 to 7, 8.23 to go here in the third quarter. They're in business at the Central Mountain 23, 22 yard line. Turn, give it to Schoen. Tiptoes in the backfield. Drag a defender to the 21-yard line. Short pickup. It'll be a third down play here for the Seals. Trying to move the chains. Trying to increase their lead. That stands 28-7 at this very moment. This is right now is where we've got to get better at third down, starting with this third down. It's third and seven. We, we can't have, what, 22% anymore in third down conversions. We've got to get this. So here's a big shot for them. Wide receivers each side, tight ends on each side. Allman on the left, Metzger to the right. Danny dropping back. Got some pressure. Got a wide open receiver. Unable to make the connection. Had Brett Four on the deep slant. Wide open. Danny unable to make the connection. That was a perfect call. Uh, uh, Mike Ferrer did a great job with that call. It was there. Uh, we just didn't. We just didn't get the throw or the catch. 
Good run, good pattern run that time by Brett Ford. Connection not there. So Kyle Rule will come out to attempt the field goal here. He's going to place it down at the 28-yard line. So it'll be a 38-yard field goal attempt by Kyle Rule. It'll be the longest of his career. Christian Kantz will make the snap. The kick is up. And it is good! 38-yard field goal by Kyle Rule, his career long. Got a 38-yard field goal by To increase the Seals Grove lead to 31 to 7. Nice weapon to have. Oh, it's a great weapon. Be able to, to kick have. a 38-yard field goal. You know what that's like in your coaching career. Seals Grove's had tremendous kickers over the years. We've, and boy, we're seeing one right. Kyle Rule just grown into that position. We had a lot of years where we had great kickers, and we could, it was just like money in the bank. We could count on them. It was always going to be there for us. Then we also had some years where we had no kicker. And <laughs> wow, does that handicap you? It's, it's terrible. When you have a third and 10 from the 15 yard line, and or fourth and 10 from the 15 yard line, and you can't even consider kicking a, a, a field goal. And I like the way Coach Hicks digs into these these uh, the soccer players and gets these guys over here and has them kicking for the football team. I think that's a smart move. Benefit there by kicking the 38-yard field goal for the Seals Grove Seals to increase their lead with 7:35 to go in the third period. Seals Grove able to finish off the four-play drive. Only covering three yards on that drive, but when you had Kyle Rule be able to step up and kick the 38-yard field goal, it increases Seals Grove's lead to 31-7. to Now Kyle Rule will look to kick this one away. Again, Rocco Starks is not in the game. He's out for the rest of the game, so filling in guys at different positions here on the return here. Return man at the 5, 10, 15, 20. That's Pence, and he's going to be driven out of bounds at the 25-yard line, and that's where Central Mountain will take over, trailing 31-7 with 7.29 to go in the third period. Our contained guys on our kickoff cover team are doing a fantastic job. Last time they tried to run outside to the left, and Dean Hollenbach just kept everything inside, kept everything on the inside shoulder. This time they tried to run outside to our right, and I'm not sure who the contained player was over there, but, boy, he did a great job of turning that back into the other guys. Kyle Rolls kick, finished a four-play drive, covering three yards, took a minute and 15 seconds. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Pence goes straight up the middle this time, pick up the three. There'll be a second down and seven for Central Mountain. Keep an eye on other scores. we got our eyes and ears on the Central, or excuse me, on the Jersey Shore-Lewisburg game. It was a tight one the last we heard. Looking for updates on that one as part of our Aubrey-Alexander out-of-town scoreboard. That one's a big part of what goes on here in Seals Grove. Seals Grove doing their business here. They're hoping that Lewisburg can upset Georgie Shore. Three wide receivers to the left this time for Probst. Heavy pressure coming from the opposite side. Rolling to his left. Gets rid of it. It catches made. That's by Peyton Johnson. Go up the left sideline. He already has a 62-yard touchdown to his credit. Runs away from a defender, and no flags. He's going to take it in for the touchdown. That's that's what happens. Uh, that was a long touchdown catch. That's what happens when a, 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 you have an aggressive defensive back who goes for the pick. That's exactly what happened. You can't fault our defender for trying to go over top and get that pick. He's supposed to go to the ball. But somehow the ball went through his hands right into the receiver's hands, and he was able to break and go. 
Another big throw and catch for the Central Mountain Wildcats. That's all their offense has been. And like you said, Dave took advantage of an opportunity there. Took it up the left sideline, and boy, Peyton Johnson showing some speed, running away from defenders, able to take it into the end zone for the Central Mountain Wildcats. The extra point line drive kick goes up and is good. So the Central Mountain Wildcats able to cut into the lead. They now trail 31-14 with 6.40 to go here in the third period. And we're going to have to clean up that uh, these, these big plays. We're going to have to clean that stuff up before we get on the field with Danville next week. Two play, 75 yards for the Central Mountain Wildcats, just taking 49 seconds. A 72-yard touchdown reception that time by Johnson. The last one was by Stark. This one by Johnson. The extra point, good. And the lead for Seals Grove now, 31-14. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. On the kickoff for the Wildcats. Exactly. Got to cut down on those big plays there. And that's, again, Johnson making the catch, able to shake off the defender, take it down the sideline, showing some good speed as he was able to work it into the end zone for the touchdown. So Johnson, that's his fourth touchdown of the season. Short kick this time, take it at the 30. And that's Teague Hoover. He's got some speed. Into Central Mountain territory. Runs away from a def- tackle. Still gone. Reverses the field to the right. Oh. He's going to be caught from behind. There will be a flag on the plate as well. Right where T. Hoover was caught and tackled. We'll have to take a look to see what the penalty is there and why they uh. talk it over. I want to remind you, when you go on a seven, join Sean Carey in the afternoon for the last few hours of your workday. He'll keep those seven song supersets going every hour and crank up the rock and roll with the 5 o'clock attitude adjustment. And on Friday, Sean kicks off the block party weekend at 3 p.m. All on Eagle 107. We got a block in the back. Another big penalty taken away a big chunk of yards once again. Seals Grove, that's the second time here tonight that they've had beautiful runbacks and taken away by a big penalty. Yeah, we got to clean that up. We're still in good shape, though. We're on... We're on uh Central Mountain's 43-yard line, so we're on bad shape. Boy, that would help if we had that 15 back. First down and 10. Danny drops back from under center. Under pressure. Gets rid of it. Ball's knocked up in the air. It was intended for Nyland. Defended well that time by So. And it falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10. Defended very well. That was the same um, pattern that that, uh, Nyland ran uh, the last time we had the ball, it was a, a post pattern. He came down the field about 10 yards, broke right toward the goal post. Um, last time, they didn't defend it well at all. That time, they had a safety on on, uh, on Nyland. They so covered it very well. Second down and 10 here. Go to Schoen, straight up the middle. Trying to get away from defenders on a continuous effort. Not able to. Maybe a yard pickup, if that. It's going to be third down and nine for Sealens Grove. Yeah, you don't like to see this. We, we're, we're, you don't want to see us in a third and long. We, we've got to have third and manageable, third and two, third and three. Now, that last play, we're doing everything out of a double tight end right now, two tight ends, two wide receivers, one back and a quarterback in the backfield, which is confusing for, for um, Central Mountain because they haven't seen us do a whole lot of that. Well, they're going to be forced into a third down and long. Two wide receivers split to the left. 
Danny looking over the middle. Got a man. Open. Nyland making a great extending catch at the 28-yard line, and that'll be enough for a first down for the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, Nyland ran a dig. He ran 10 yards downfield and just planted his outside foot, left foot, crossed the field from left to right, and Danny Shock threw it a little ahead of him, but Nyland laid out and made a terrific catch. Jason Carpenter checking in with us. He, he said he thinks Adam Dively was the first soccer player to kick for the Seals Grove Seals in 1994 or 95. So, no, uh, it may have been, yeah. Jason Carpenter checking in. He does say may he have been, thinks, yeah. so I we think can contest it if we want to. Nope, I think he's right. This one's going to go to Nyland on the jet sweeps. Got some speed. Gets away from defender. And then going to be met by a white shirt. Take it to the turf short of the 20-yard line. Seals Grove leading 31-14. Trying to answer the Central Mountain touchdown as we've gone under five minutes to go here in the third period. Jason, t- tell me, who came first? Was it um, was it Terry Newman or was it, uh, who'd you say? Adam Dively. Adam Dively? Uh, was it Adam or was it Terry? I can't remember. Jason, see if he'll check in with us here in the power of texting and all that, and we'll see what he has to say. We appreciate him checking in and see if we can get an answer there. This is going to go to Schoen, underneath the defender. Dragon defenders to the 20-yard line, to short of the 20-yard line. Checking into the game for the Seals Grove Seals will be number 79 coming in. That's Michael Mall as Steve Miller will come to the sideline. Mikey Mall's a senior. He's a big kid. I like him. I, I hope he can get, get himself on that field in a more permanent situation now. He's going to line up on the left side of Trey Bainey, see if that's where they run the ball here, trying to pick up a first down on third and three. 3.54 to go here in the third period. Seals Grove leading 31-14. Nate shown in the backfield. Danny's going to pass, drops back under pressure, gets rid of it, and almost intercepted. Danny was under distress. He got rid of it. Christian Cancy intended receiver. Unfortunately, it wasn't intercepted that time. Back there defending was... Sony, but it falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down and see if they jog a rule out. Speaking of soccer players and kickers, are they going to run an offensive play here? At this point, looks like they're going to keep the offense out. As Danny's getting direction here from the sideline. Let's go hard count, see if they can make him jump. But right now, Danny is going to be in the shotgun formation with Nate Schoen offset to the left of him. Two wide receivers are going to go out to the right. Tight end Metzger to the left. Danny drops back. He's got some time. Now he's going to have to take off and run. Gets away from the de- defender. Flips it to Schoen. Schoen makes the catch. Spins, and he's going to be dragged out of bounds at the five-yard line. Looks like they'll mark at the six-yard line as Danny Shock was about to go down. Brett Favre toss like to Schoen, and Schoen did the rest to pick up a huge first down. That was a Brett Favre toss. It was kind of like a, like a, an underhand or a pitch in, when you're running an option or something like that, but I don't know if that is if that is a, a safety valve by design or if they're ad-libbing. I'm not really sure what that was, but I liked it. It was a heads-up play by Danny and by uh, Nate. And the result is a first down and goal to go for the Seals. They lead 31-14. They're trying to answer the Central Mountain touchdown. Turn, give it to Hollenbach off the left side. Great push by that offensive line as he's going to take it down inside the two, close to the one-yard line. And he was still pulling his way towards the end zone, but the play had been called dead inside the two-yard line. Seals Grove will have it second down. Goal to go from inside the two. 
Yeah, and that was a lead left. That was a fullback, tailback, fullback leads through the right between the left guard and left tackle. Great job. This is going to be Danny Shuck trying to get the push up front, and he's not going to be able to. He's pulled back and slammed hard into the turf. Yeah, his momentum should have, his forward momentum should be inside the one-yard line, Danny I think. Stopped at the line I think they'll give it right about the one, as you said, and that was 55 coming through and making the final hit on Danny, and you hate to see get hit like that. He went down hard, but he bounces back up. Seals Grove's going to have a third down goal to go from the one-yard line. Trying to increase their lead. They lead 31 to 14 with 250 to go here in the third period. The offensive line's got to dig in now. We've got to dig in and get some movement up front and take these guys back into the end zone. Got official timeout here. Says officials organized some things there. Now Seals Grove up at the line of scrimmage. Metzger will line up to the right, just offset of his brother, Vance Metzger. I formation for the Seals. Danny's going to pass here. Look at pop pass, able to throw it to the tight end. Wyatt Metzger, touchdown, Salem's Grove Seals. Good looking play. The tight end, Metzger just did a little sit pattern right behind. Tight end just releases inside, sits right behind the linebackers in the end zone. All Danny's got to do is look up and find him. That was a good looking play. Danny gets his 10th passing touchdown of the season as Wyatt Metzger gets his sixth touchdown reception. And it comes from one yard out. They increase their lead here. And now Kyle Rule will attempt the extra point here off the Brett four hold. And the Christian can't snap. Long count. Snaps good. Holds good. And the kick is true once again for Kyle Rule as he sends it through the uprights. Seals Grove increased their lead to 38 to 14 with 240 to go here in the third period good good sure kick by kyle rule i I really like having him on his football team it's so nice to be able to count on a guy like that and from a coach's standpoint you just watch central mountain get a big play take it down get the touchdown on a 72 yard pass from probes to johnson how satisfying it is from a coach's standpoint to watch your team answer that with a very good drive you stick it in the end zone for the touchdown that that's huge and that shows growth in this football program right now that that is huge to take that momentum back you know mo can be your best friend and can be your worst enemy and we just made him our best friend on that drive that's a great job we took momentum back in this football game and they did it on a 10 play drive covering 43 yards took three minutes and 49 seconds one yard reception by Metzger. The extra point good. Seals Grove leading 38 14. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. This kickoff cover team is impressive. We, we have Scott Kissinger as a contained man on the left side, and we have Dean Holland back as a contained man on the right side. And those guys have done a great job tonight. They're trying to get to the edge on us. Pence will take it at the 10. He's the 20 up the right hash and met there as he crosses the 25 yard line a lot of red shirts around like to see who's getting off the bottom there and that's oscar macharo he'll be the one yep give credit as he had the legs of the return man pence and it will be outside of the 25 yard line at the 28 yard line that's where central mountain will take over they trail 38 14 with 233 to go and that touchdown there for Seals Grove, definitely a candidate for the Smoky Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game here in the third period. Seals Grove back on defense. Probst takes the snap, gives the loan back in the backfield who crosses the 30, and then will be tackled there. That's Wyatt Metzger making the stop. 
as they'll say he got to the 32-yard line. So a quick burst, about five. It'll be second down and a long five for the Wildcats. That was a trap play, and that, that's exactly what we run out of the same formation. <coughs> and they got about five yards. Wide receivers each side once again for Central Mountain, trailing 38-14. to 14. They scored on their last possession. Probst, a lot of time, looking. Right, pay, fake pump, then he just throws it away. Nothing there, good defense from the backs, the cornerbacks, safety linebackers, and gave Probst nowhere to go. He had to just throw it away. I really don't like the way Central Mountain blocks with their running back. It, it's... Their running back stays, stands right next to the quarterback, and he does not move. He's got to attack the line of scrimmage. Every time that kid tries to catch the ball and step up and throw, the running back's in his way. He can't do it. I don't quite understand what they're doing with him. As Seals Groves faced defense on a third down and five, blitz coming. Under heavy pressure, as Probst is going to go down. Ryan Alm had timed it perfectly on that one, Dave, and got into the backfield for the sack. Great job by Alm. He is, he is an expert at, uh, at, at grabbing up those, those, those gaps and, and attacking into the backfield on those blitzes. He times those up very well. He, he obviously knows that the rhythm the quarterback has going on now, and he plays off that rhythm. He knows when his ball is going to be snapped. So it's going to be fourth down in a punting situation, and this has been a great opportunity for Seals Grove all night long on these punt returns. See if they can get another opportunity here. Back deep will be Nylon, and against once again, Brett Four. Both have had big runs from the punting side of things, and this is going to bounce in front of Brett Four. Fortunately, not get a, a big roll for Central Mountain as they'll mark it down to 39-yard line. Seals Grove will take over there first down, and 10 from the 39-yard line. Southern Columbia leading 42-0 in the third period. Again, that's part of our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week. But Southern does what they do, the slow start there, but now they lead 42-0 in the third period. When we get the next break here, we'll send it back to Sean to get some updated scores. Part of our Aubrey Alexander out-of-town scoreboard. Well, that Southern Columbia score is turning out exactly how we expected it to. We, we just thought that would be another washout, and I think it's going to be. First down and 10 for Seals. Eye formation behind Danny. Quick pitch this side. It's going to go to Hollenbach. He's trying to stretch it to the edge. Cuts under defender. Still going at the 40. Reverses it field to the left. Trying to get a block from Danny Schock. He will up the left sideline. Still going Central Mountain territory. He's got room to the 30, 25, and finally tackled at the 20-yard line by senior running back Dean Hollenbach. That was a toss right. Awesome blocking on the outside by Wyatt Metzger. Wyatt Metzger did a great job of getting on the outside man, the contained man on the right side. What he did is he was he was not play side. He was backside on him but he created a cutback lane, and that's exactly what you want. If you're going wide with your run, and you are just and you have people on blockers, blockers on defenders, you look for that cutback. And that's exactly what Wyatt Metzger got for Dean Hollenbach that time. And able to get it deep into Central Mountain Territory at the 20-yard line, first down and 10 for the Seals. Goes to Ryan Allman, the fullback, push forward. It's going to give them about two yards on the run that time by your fullback to set up a second down and eight. That looks like it will be the final play of the third period. So we are going to flip sides once again. Seals Grove in command, leading 38-14 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Get some updated scores before we bring it back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field for the final quarter. 
Seals Grove leading 38-14. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Honey, now what are you doing? I'm listening for the best pumpkin sounds. That works with watermelons, not pumpkins. Why are you knocking on all of them? I want to pick out the ones that are going to fly the farthest and smash the best. Oh, right. You and the pumpkin chunkin'. Well, at least leave some for other people. You're embarrassing me. Ooh, the corn cannon. I'm so torn between the pumpkin chunkin', the corn cannon. I just can't decide. Oh, brother. I'm heading to the Coles Hayride. Bye. Get your tickets for the events at Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm. Visit colesstonyhill.mazeplay.com or colesstonyhill.com for maize and Christmas shop hours. Coles Stony Hill Tree Farm, located on Mexico Road, Milton, or at colesstonyhill.com. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Sean Carey with you in studio. Aubrey Alexander, Toyota, out-of-town scoreboard. Final score tonight in Berwick. Shikalemi defeated Holy Redeemer 35-7. On 100.9, the Valley in the third quarter. Jersey Shore leading Lewisburg 38-21. Early fourth quarter, Southern Columbia shutting out Wyoming area 42-0. Pat, Dave, back to you. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. After this play, we'll talk a little bit about with Dean Hollenbach on that last long run as Dave was breaking it down here during that timeout. But we want to check in with him after this play here. Dean's going to get the call again. Looking to go underneath the block. He was trying to get blocked from Rothamall. He's going to get it to the 15-yard line. But, Dave, break that down again. So he, Dean Hollenbach got the pitch. You said at the flow, everything was going to the right. And yeah. Dean, Dean, Dean got the pitch to the right. He got the toss to the right. And everybody on Seals Grove offensive front was, was on their man and driving everything to the right. And it created a cutback lane to the left because everybody had position left to right on their man. Dean tried to get outside to the right, couldn't cut it back behind that wall. That was a great, great looking play. We talked about getting him some more touches, and he's getting here. But Danny's going to look to throw here. Got a man open, unable to make the connection to Wyatt Metzger. Hits the turf, falls incomplete. And it's going to be a fourth down. It's Seals Grove be forced with a fourth down and five from the Central Mountain 15 yard line. And they are going to keep the offense out there earlier in the in a uh, half here. It was uh, Kyle Rule hitting a 38-yard field goal, his career high. He's had a good night tonight, hasn't missed on extra point, and has that long field goal to push Seals Grove lead out to 38-14. Just moved into the fourth quarter, 11-20 to go in the game. Give it to Hollenbach. Off the right side, nowhere to go. He's going to be slammed to the turf. Come on, making the stop that time, number 66, and that's Woods. He's a senior, six foot, 305 pounds, and now there's a flag on the play, and the officials are going to chit-chat about that. They give me a chance to remind you about other programming going on on Eagle 107 and Sunbury Broadcasting, like Primetime NFL and WKOK. This week features the Indianapolis at Kansas City. Sunday night at 7.30, Monday night, Cleveland at San Francisco. We already have that game. I think we already had all that. So uh, that's last week. So if you missed it, uh, hopefully you DVR'd it. Going on to something else. The Steelers have a divisional showdown Sunday. No, these are all from last week. So we're not going to keep doing those. <laughs> I think I got sent the wrong the wrong update. But that's okay. Hey, sometimes you got to roll with it. That's what live radio is all about. That's right. One thing I can tell you, Seals Grove leading here without a doubt, 38-14, to 11-16 to go. And they just got an unsportsmanlike penalty on that last uh, play. Unsportsmanlike penalty going against the Seals Grove Seals. A little chatter. 
So Central Mountain takes over, first down and 10, and now they're going to have it at the 31-yard line. The officials all chit-chatting here on the near side, determining who the sportsman-like penalty was on to keep track of that. So Seals Grove will go on the defensive side to start this here. Derek having a conversation with the official to try to get the final explanation. First down and 10 for Central Mountain. They trail 38-14. Probst drops back. Quick throw this time. Catch is going to be made. So makes the catch. Nylon makes the tackle. Four-yard pickup. It will be a second down and six. Maybe give them five after the catch. So it'll be a second down and five for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Yeah, Central Mountain just ran a five-yard a five yard stop pattern with their outside receiver. We just we sprint downfield five yards, plant the foot, come back to the quarterback. And, uh, boy, was he ever planted by uh, Nyland. So second down and five for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They trail 38-14. Probst is going to run it to the left, keeps it. Gets to the 40, maybe the 41. It'd be close to a first down pickup, maybe just short. As looks like they'll put it right at the 40-yard line. It will be short of a first down for Central Mountain. Third down and one. 10-28 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 38-14. They ran an option to our left quarterback tailback option, and I, uh, once again, our guys, without hesitation, picked up their responsibilities on that option, which is good. So third down play here. Probst under center takes the snap. Going to get a good push up front. He'll have enough for a first down for the Central Mountain Wildcats beyond their own 42 out to the 43-yard line. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Snellsgrove not making any adjustments defensively. All the starters still out there as Coach Hick is asking them to finish this thing out. I like it. I think it's a good decision by Coach Hicks to do that. Let these guys play four quarters. Long count by Probst. Takes the snap. Option to the left. Now he's going to turn and run right into a tackle. And that's Micaiah Showers, who was the oh, first guy in there. And flag. now it's going to be a flag on the play. There's going to be two flags. I think they're going to I think they're going to throw two flags. I think they are going to throw for Micaiah Showers for the toss. It's a very late call. And then they're going to call it on Probst for throwing the football at him. As officials are going to have to talk this one out. Seals Grove, you just joining us. Dead ball on Sportsman Lake. Seals Grove. And it's going to go against Central Mountain as well. Yeah. So. They are offsetting unsportsmanlike conduct against the Seals. Looking all the way back at how this game started. 80 yard touchdown reception by Josh Nyland with 8.59 to go. Just a one play drive covering the entire 88 yards. But Central Mountain, they come back, do the same thing. 62 yard passing catch. A one-play drive covering those 62 yards. It was 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. Seals Grove would get back-to-back-to-back touchdowns, lead 28-7 at halftime. Before the third period came, Seals Grove was able to get a field goal by Kyle Rule, and then Central Mount will get their second touchdown. This one, a 72-yard reception with 6.40 to go in the third. Two-play drive covering those 75 yards, and it was 31-14 at that point. Seals Grove would get another touchdown as Wyatt Metzger would get the touchdown from Danny Schachtum as we were able to get that touchdown there. We move here into the fourth quarter, and Seals Grove leading 38-14 with 9.32 to go here in the ballgame. Second down and long. Quick throw this time. Almost intercepted by Oscar Macharo. If he's able to get his hands on that, he was going to turn it and take it the other way, but it falls incomplete. 
and it's going to be a third down and long for the Central Mount Wildcats. Well, Coach Hicks did a great job uh, that play. He dialed up a blitz that just put the guys exactly where they needed to be on that pass play. Quarterback did not have a chance to get that ball thrown in, in any kind of catchable way. Great job by the Seals defense. Good job of coaching there. So third down, and we're calling it 20 as the ball sits on a 33-yard line for Central Mountain in their own territory. Trips to the left this time for Probes. Drops back, looking that way. Under some pressure, able to get rid of it. He's got a man out there making the catch, and the ball's knocked away. Ryan Hallman's going to pick it up off the turf, turn it back the other way. Now looking for a convoy. Can he get a block ahead of him? He's going to run over a defender on the tackle. Late flag, another flag being thrown in here. It's going to be multiple flags on the return by Ryan Allman after the ball was stripped out of Peyton Johnson's hands. And now there's flag, and it looks like it's going to be personal foul penalties again against the Seals, Grove Seals, potentially here as the officials are going to gather again on that return by Ryan Allman. Man, there was so much laundry in here that time. It was unbelievable. There are flags flying everywhere. So much laundry. I was going to pull out my coins to start the dryer. Yeah, it was unreal. I don't see the. I don't see what the penalties were. Uh, well, I see Trey Bainey kind of being talked to a little bit. Illegal use of the hands. Okay. And is that going to be the end of it? Is that Joe Claybon, the head official? Yeah, it is Claybon. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. So a lot to chit chat there and uh, figure all that one all out on the fumble recovery by Ryan Almond after Peyton Johnson made the catch. The ball was knocked out of his hands, but it will be a first down for Sealens Grove. They'll have it first down and 10. Instead of being in Central Mountain Territory, they'll move it back to the 45-yard line. Sealens Grove leading 38-14 with 9.15 to go in the game. As Danny Schock come out, who alone back in the backfield will be Dean Hollenbach. There's no safety, as Kantz explains that to Danny Schock. But they're going to give it to Kant or to Hollenbach. Nothing there. Just slam to the turf. Boy, the defensive line for Central Mountain that time just they slanted one way or other, and they 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 definitely got into the backfield untouched. Christian Kant was signaling to Danny Shock before that snap to let him know there was one on one with no safety. And I bet as receivers too, I think he was going to tell you I can I can beat him. Look for me. But they went with the handoff loss of three. It'll be a second down and thirteen. And Kevin Gerhardt is now in at tight end number eleven. He'll be on the left side of the formation. I formation now. Is that Rothamall coming in and playing the fullback position? He's ahead of Dean Hollenbach. It's going to go to Hollenbach. He'll get to the edge. He's got some room using his speed to get to the 45. Then uses his strength to get to the 47-yard line. So he gets back to the original line of scrimmage and then some. And it's going to be a third down. We'll call it eight for Seals Grove. As they're trying to use clock under 8.15 before the next snap here. Seals Grove leading... 38 to 14. You know, that that was a, about a 70-yard run there that Dean Hollenbach just said. It didn't look like much, but it was a heck of a lot more than you thought it was, and it was a heck of a run. Dean Hollenbach ran outside to the left side and just found the seams. He's really good at that. When he sets up a manageable third down play here for Seals Grove, we're calling it third down and eight at their own 47-yard line. Pitch this time is going to go to Hollenbach. He's trying to get to the edge. Cuts around the defender. Not going to be able to do it, and he'll go down. It'll be a loss of a yard on the play. So it's going to be a fourth down, and this is where Metzger will jog out and look to pin the Central Mount Wildcats inside the 10-yard line, which he's been able to do very well throughout the season. 
Looks like they're going to let Dean Hollenbach punt this one this time. He did some punting a year ago, but Metzer came on. He's done a great job, but they're going to give Dean Hollenbach an opportunity to punt this one away. Looking to get the snap from Schaefer. Mm, they're sorting things out here. They're missing some guys here, but uh, Dean Hollenbach has probably gotten as many reps as Wyatt Metzger has in practice. And now we're going to get a whistle blown here, and it's going to be a timeout taken. We'll keep it right here. Remind you that coming up after the game, you'll check on games are going around the Valley. We'll get the final stats. We'll get final game analysis from Dave Hess, our part of the Service Electric Cave Division postgame show. That's coming up after the game here on Eagle 107 and eagle107.com. Taken there, timeout taken there by Sealings Grove. They have fourth down and nine. As Dave talked about, there were some personnel issues. Got to get some guys in there. Last thing you want to see is a block punt or something here or a big return by the Central Mount Wildcats. Pence will be standing at his own 20-yard line waiting for the Dean Hollenbach punt. It's a low snap. Hollenbach gets it off the turf and punches end over end. It's going to hit at the 23. Great roll as he is able to pin the Central Mount Wildcats down at the six-yard line as he's able to uh, fill in for Wyatt Metzger on that and uh, able to take a page right out of Wyatt Metzger's book and pin the opponent inside the 10-yard line. That was a good punt. That was an end-over-end weird punt. Yeah, and, and it settled down right at the five-yard line, and, and Teague Hoover was trying to... Yeah, I think it was going to stay at the 10 if he didn't come down and wave at it and got he, it to go to the 5. He, he was waving air at the ball, trying to get a roll farther. I think he did get another 5 I yards think, out of it. I think the only thing that would have been funnier if he would have fell to the ground and tried to blow on it and yeah. try to get it to roll. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have a guy in high school, would, the ball would roll, it would stop, he would lunge and go and go horizontal to the ball and land on the ball. And that's how he was spotted. We called him Psycho. He is a psycho. That had to hurt. <laughs> he was a great player. That had to hurt. I don't think he got his wind knocked out maybe one time. Handoff this time goes to Spence. Spins away from the defenders to get beyond the 10, out to the 14-yard line. So it's about a seven-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and three for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Slow to get up is Spence off the turf. After that final hit, the whistles will blow here to stop play and stop the clock as Pence gets up slow, and he'll go to the sideline. The medical staff for Central Mountain will look him over. That was just a, that was a trap right on that play, just a simple trap, and that was the most broken play I think I've ever seen that got seven yards. It was <laughs> That was the weirdest play. I don't think anybody blocked anybody, and somehow he slipped through there for seven yards. Picked up seven yards on the run to set up a second down and three. Central Mountain has it at their own. 14-yard line. Coach Rainier will call timeout for Central Mountain. See if we get a chance to send it back to Sean, get some updated scores on other games as we're keeping a close eye on the Jersey Shore Lewisburg game. Sean? All right, Pat, thanks so much. Aubrey Alexander Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Final score tonight from WKOK at Crispin Field, Berwick, Shikolemi 35, Holy Redeemer Summer, uh, Holy Redeemer 7. Uh, 100.9, the Valley Jersey Shore now up 45-21 over Lewisburg as they approach the fourth quarter. Also final, Southern Columbia, after a scoreless first quarter, they shut out Wyoming area 42 to nothing. Early fourth quarter, Midwest 34, Athens 19. Fourth quarter, Upper Dauphin 46, Williams Valley 24. Also in the fourth, Juniata 49, Halifax 7, Shemokin leading Danville 26-14, and Mount Carmel blanking South Williamsport 46-0 late third. Pat, Dave, Zach, back to you guys. 
Thank you, Sean. And we did have Jason check in. He said Adam Dively, 95-96, Terry Newman, 97-99. through 99. Both were soccer players who just kicked for the team. So there you go. Thank, Thank you, you, Jason. Checking into that for us. There's another handoff going to the backup running back who came in for Pence, and he's going to drag defenders to the 20-yard line. That's going to be a first-down pickup, and it's worth mentioning. These are not backup defenders in the game other than Aaron Rothmel has come into the game. Oscar Macharo's into the game, but he's seen a lot of varsity time. So these guys uh, are in the game right now, are expected to step up and, and cut down on that rushing attack by Central Mountain over the last two plays and allowing them to pick up a first down. Shotgun for Probes, wide receivers to each side. Gets the snap, two-step drop, throws it out there. Catch is made by So, shakes the defender, but they're going to be finished off by Oscar Macharo as he makes the catch, does So. And it's a so-so catch as it's only going to be a couple yards on that, and it will be a second down and long for the Central Mountain Wildcats. That was a solid tackle by Oscar Macharo. I really like him. He's, he's kind of like a Seals version of Troy Palomalu. He's got that long flowing hair down his back. I like him. Yeah, I'm. I'm very particular to you know of hair. You know, and, and you know, me too. How, how do you manage it? And I'm a little testy about it myself. <laughs> For those that don't me, I have none. I have very little. <laughs> Probst drops back under heavy pressure. Gets rid of it. It's got a man out there thrown behind him. The intended receiver. Are they saying it's a completion? Wow, nice adjustment to the catch that time. Number 85 making the catch for the Central Mountain Wildcats to make it a third down and short. We're calling a third down and three. Clock continues to run. 5.33 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 38-14. to 14. That was Ronnie Patrico on that catch. Patrico. Third down and short. Probst going to hand it off to the deep man, off the right side. He's got a first down, dragging Schaefer. Aaron Rothamal in on the stop as well. On the carry, again, filling in for Pence. On the carry, number 34, that's Walliser. And and Central Mountain is just running trap, 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 trap. Uh, and, and they're getting some yards. I mean, I understand that. I would stick with it, too, if I were them at this point. And for Seals Grove, we continue to see the clock run here. Their friend at this point leading 38-14. to 14. Quick throw out here. Man makes the catch. Quickly tackled by Teague Hoover or Josh Nyland? It was Josh, Josh Nyland. Nyland. Yeah. <coughs> a lot of chirping going on. We've got to ask Seals Grove just to maintain. They're in control here. They don't need to get caught up in that and find somebody getting yanked out of the game. Yeah, there were some, some finger pointing and, and face masks and so on after that play by Central Mountain. That, we don't want to respond to that stuff. We have, uh, we have bigger things to worry about next week. So right now it's a second down and short for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Clock is at 4.20 to go here. Right up the middle this time. Good run again. Pick it up a first down short of midfield as Kissinger is able to come up and make the stop. There will be enough for a first down and he'll move the chains once again for the Central Mountain Wildcats. That was run by Micah Walliser. He's a tough runner. He's filled in for Pence and able to make the most of it. Absolutely. Good size from the running back position. First down at 10. Central Mountain has it at their own 48-yard line. Probst drops back. Quick throw. Throws it out there. Catch is going to be made. Nyland makes the sure tackle. 
as the catch is made by So in Seals Grove territory at the 46-yard line. So it'll be a second down and four for Central Mountain. Central Mountain is, is just, all, they are, all they're doing is, is they're, they're throwing a very quick passing game right now. As soon as a quarterback gets the ball, he throws it. And, and there was about a five-yard stop pattern there. And uh, we just we weren't able to, to attack that quickly enough. So second down and short for Central Mountain. Seals Grove coming with the blitz. That's Ryan Allman getting through. Chasing Probst down. Probst able to get rid of it and almost intercepted by Kissinger, who already has one on the night. He was trying to get the second one there. Just a step slow, not only making the interception, but potentially turn it the other way and taking it for six. Yeah, and that, that's a tough, that's a tough uh, um, uh, coverage for him. He's an outside backer, and we run a, a cover two, excuse me, cover three. That outside backer uh, is going to have flats. So in other words, he's going to have pass protection. Um, his zone goes all the way to the sideline. He had to sprint to get to the outside on that. He did a good job, Scott, Scott Kissinger. So third down and short once again for Central Mountain, trying to pick up the first down. They go to Walliser, and he's going to have enough first down, dragging two, def- two defenders. That's Oscar Macharo and also Rothamo in on the stop, but Central Mountain picks up another first down. 3.05 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 38-14 to 14 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Central Mountain is not calling off the dogs. Uh, we're, we're getting some younger kids in there, but they're, they're running their number ones, and... I like the fact that we get these reps against these guys. I'm going to finish out this game and finish it out strong. Next week, Seals Grove will take on the Danville Ironman here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Probst drops back. He's got plenty of time. Over the middle. He's got a man. Johnson making the catch. He's going to be hit from behind by Nyland as Teague Hoover slowed him down. Nyland did a Superman on to number 16 and took him down to the turf short of the 10-yard line. Actually, they're going to mark it about the... 13-yard line, but it's another first down for the Central Mountain Wildcats. They ran trips into a cover two that time, which means that we were out in number with three receivers and two deep defenders, and the inside man on that trips ran a corner pattern. He ran down into the right, and it was a perfect throw by the quarterback. Central Mountain trying to get on the board. They trail 38-14. to 14. Blitz coming once again. Ryan Allman jumps on that one. want to remind you, too, also, tonight after the game, you're going to have scores and highlights from across the region with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motors Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Also, stick around for the Service Electric Cablevision postgame show as Dave will go down on the field, catch up with a couple players. Also, Coach Derek Hicks will get you Zach's stats and also game final analysis here as part of the Service Electric Cablevision postgame show for you. First down and five for the Central Mountain Wildcats. Dropping back as Probst. Look, now he's going to take off. He's got some green grass in front of him. Now he's going to get rid of it. He's got a wide open man. Makes the catch. Touchdown for the Central Mountain Wildcats. I think our defensive backs thought that uh, the quarterback um, crossed the line of scrimmage. He tucked the ball and started to run. And our defensive backs started to attack him on the line of scrimmage. And he pulled the ball up and threw it over their heads to a wide open receiver. They abandoned him back there because they thought he was across the line of scrimmage. Make that catch, Nick Long made the touchdown reception for the Central Mountain Wildcats as they'll attempt the extra point here. Trying to cut into the lead even more. Snaps good, holds good to kick, sails through. So with 1.50 to go in the game, Central Mountain gets on the board again, but they still trail 
38 to 21 to the Seals Grove Seals. Again, that was against majority of the number ones. There's still a lot of chirping going on. The guys need to come to the sidelines because we don't need any stuff. You know, you're looking at a team, Central Mountain, 0-7 coming into tonight. Seals Grove trying to make the push towards the postseason and doing a great job here. They let it scoreboard do their talking right now as they're trying to finish this thing out and get to 5-3 on the season. Yeah, Central Mountain's 0-8. they got nothing to lose. We have everything to lose. We can't lose guys to to dumb penalties, maybe an ejection, something like that. We've got to got to maintain our cool. It's getting a little chippy out there, a little little some uh, talking some smack between the two teams and so on. But uh, we've got to well, we just got to stay disciplined. And Coach Hicks will do a nice job of that. I'm sure he'll keep our guys where they need to be. Central Mountain <laughs> completes a 12-play drive covering 94 yards. Took five minutes and four seconds. 13-yard touchdown reception by Long for Central Mountain. The extra point good, and Seals Grove still leads, though, 38-21 to to the Central Mountain Wildcats. I wonder if Central Mountain will go for an onside kick here or just look to kick it deep. We have our hands team in there. It's a short pooch kick. It's going to bounce at the 27-yard line, and chasing it down is Nick Schaefer. Rolls out of bounds at the 25-yard line. That's the Seals Grove will take over first down and 10, trying to now answer... The touchdown by Central Mountain with only 149 to go. But again, Seals Grove saw Central Mountain get take the ball 94 yards with a 12-play drive, finished off by a 13-yard touchdown reception to cut into the Seals Grove lead. But Seals Grove still leading 38-21. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Was a flag on that play, blocking the back against the Seals. Seals Grove get a block in the back with the ball being pooched with Schaefer running down and making the well, recovery, and they get a block in the back. The flag was 20 yards away from the ball. I'm not sure. I didn't see what happened, but so that's Se- not a good thing. So Seals Grove looking to make it back-to-back-to-back wins and improve the 5-3, and three, setting up next week's game against the Danville Ironman. It'll be here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Start with the Seals game day, followed by the Dare Kicks pregame show, and finish off with the opening kickoff at 7 o'clock here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. This is going to go to Hollenbach, trying to pop it to the outside. Runs in between defenders to get to the 22-yard line. Hollenbach be short of a first down, but I like the fact that he's getting carries and reps, and I think that's the best way to improve on your skill running the ball and I like that hard run that time by Dina Hollenbach, the senior, for an eight-yard pickup. I like that, too. I agree. And, and I also liked um, the block by fullback Aaron Rothermel, a, a sophomore who led him on that and, and made a nice open field block to spring him for those yards. For that eight-yard pickup, they stay in the eye formation behind Danny Schock. One ten to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 38-21. Not going to be any rush. Four seconds on the play clock. Schock takes a turn. Give it to Hollenbach. Trying to bounce to the outside, get a block from Rothamall again. Still going, gets away from the defender, up the left sideline, and finally bounced out of bounds as he takes it beyond the 45-yard line. Good run by Dina Hollenbach, and he showed some power once the speed was able to get him all the way outside the 40, and then he used that power to get it to the 45-yard line for a sealless throw first down. And he got an even better block by, by young Aaron Rothamall again that play. On the outside, good job. Good tough run by Dean Hollenbach. Good block by Rothermel. 
Now we're going into the victory formation. This will be it for the for the for the game. And it got Dean Hollenbach over 100 yards rushing on the Knights. And congrats to the senior, Dean Hollenbach, on that carry. Got him over 100 yards. They go into victory formation, and Seals look like they'll have to run one more play before they can finish this one out. And again, Seals Grove now back to back to back wins, going to five and three. Set up a game next week. They'll host the Danville Ironman. That's where Danville was trailing, if I'm not mistaken. They came in at four and three on the night, but they were trailing tonight. And that will be the final snap. Teams will meet at midfield and wrap this one up. That's the Sealers Grove Seals meet the Central Mountain Wildcats as part of the homecoming festivities. Part of the homecoming festivities as the Sealers Grove Seals win this one over the Central Mountain Wildcats and they continue the dominance. Three mat, four matchups against Central Mountain, four wins for the Seals Grove Seals. We'll take a break, come back. Gonna get Dave, he'll run down on the field and check in with Derek Kicks, get a couple players, and we'll get updated scores and more. All part of the Service Electric Cable Vision Post Game Show for you. This Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. As an active person, you might try ignoring a painful injury. But why? Quick treatment can lead to quick recovery. Our team of sports medicine providers at UPMC Susquehanna offer personalized care at each visit. Don't let an injury keep you from the active life you enjoy. Sports medicine at UPMC Susquehanna. Call 570-321-2020. Hey there, Susquehanna Valley. You asked, you shall receive. Aubrey Alexander Toyota has extended Lyle's Little Big Red Tent event Wednesday, October 9th through Monday, October 14th. All prices continue to be rock bottom. Payments as low as $159 a month. Banks are on location and all credit will be reviewed. Aubrey Alexander Toyota has over 150 pre-owned vehicles on location. As always, service after the sale, that's second to none. Lyle's Little Big Tent event, October 9th to October 14th. Don't miss it. Weaver's Tire Service in Northumberland supports Sealands Grove Seals football and all athletes because like sports teams, Weaver's Tires customers come from all over. And to prove it this season, tell Weaver's you heard this commercial on Seals football, no matter where you live, and you get a super sports special. I don't know what it is. See Weaver's for details. They've got tires, passenger and commercial to farm, service, oil changes and inspection to repair, and two road crews to bring home the win. Weaver's Tire Service Route 11 Northumberland, Weaver'sTires.com and on Facebook. Eagle107.com Happy homecoming win for the Seals Grove Seals tonight. Eagle 107. Sean Carey will start the Service Electric Cablevision postgame show in just a moment. Seals getting a 38-21 win over Central Mountain. Earlier tonight on WKOK from Crispin Field in Berwick, the Shikalemi, the Shikalemi Braves barely broke a sweat. 35-7 over Holy Redeemer. Game was in mercy rule for a good part of the second half. Uh, about four minutes left in Lewisburg on 100.9. The Valley Jersey Shore is up 40-21 to 21 over Lewisburg. Southern Columbia and Wyoming area after a scoreless first quarter. The Tigers woke up 42-0 blanking Wyoming area tonight up north. 
Loyal Sock 53, Milton 14. That has gone final. Couple scores that are still in the fourth. Midwest 34, Athens 26. Upper Dauphin 52, Williams Valley 30. These have gone final tonight. Troy Blanking, Montgomery 46 to nothing. Bloomsburg 42, Hughesville 6. Pine Grove with a tough 14-6 win over Line Mountain. Juniata 49, Halifax 7. Shimokin and Danville just went final. The Indians break their four-game losing streak. They beat the Ironmen 28-21. Danville at Seawans Grove next Friday night for Senior Night here on Eagle 107. Close ball game in the fourth quarter. Warrior run at last point leading Central Columbia 14-10. Couple shutouts here tonight. Montoursville 38, Mifflinburg nothing. Mount Carmel in the Silver Bowl 59-0 over South Williamsport. And in the fourth quarter, the Comets of Crestwood losing to Berwick 42-7. It's time for the Seals postgame show, sponsored by Service Electric Cablevision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Seals could get the homecoming win here tonight. Beat the Central Mountain Wildcats 38-21. As Dave Hess has made his way down on the field, Derek Hicks talking to his team, and when they break, we'll send it down to Coach Dave Hess, who's going to check in with a couple players and also with the head coach, the winning head coach, Derek Hicks. In the meantime, scoring recap here, Josh Schneidling got his fourth touchdown reception of the game. First play for Seals Grove, an 88-yard touchdown reception. It covered those 88 yards. Seals Grove went up at that point 7-0 with 8.59 to go in the first quarter but it didn't take long for central mountain to get on the board just 19 seconds later as uh probes was able to find stark 62 yard touchdown reception with 840 to go in the first quarter we're all knotted up at 7-7 at the end of the first quarter but nate Schoen got in the scoring column his seventh rush rushing touchdown of the season came from seven yards out just into the second quarter with 11:57 to go that completed an impressive 10-play drive covering 66 yards. Took four minutes and 11 seconds. The extra point good, and Seals Grove led 14 to seven at that point. We got Dave down on the field. Let's not waste any time. All right, uh, we're here with Dean Hollenbach, uh, one of the heroes of tonight's game. Dean, we saw you got a lot of action tonight. Uh, it looked like you ran hard on the outside and the inside. I, I up on the booth, we we are very impressed with you. Um, what do you think of tonight's game? Um, I think it was good. Uh, our defense could have done a little better, and our offense. There's always room for improvement. I completely agree. Now, do you like running on the outside or inside better? Outside. You, you know, you. I, a lot of times, coaches talk about slope. Guys run the slope on the outside. When you know, you, you in other words, you use your blockers very well. And and is that something you concentrate on? Do you do you look at the blockers? Do you make cuts off them? Yeah. Very good. Uh, what do you think of the team? Where do you think of where we're going to end up this year? Um, I think it's going to be a dogfight at the district finals. I agree. And next week's Danville. What do you think of that one? Um, if we come together as a team, we're going to beat them. If not, it's going to be a fight. Dean Hollenbach, awesome job, man. We have nothing but admiration for you up in the booth. Congratulations. Thank you. Now we're here with the one and only Josh Nyland, one of the toughest dudes I've ever seen in my life. Josh, what did you think of tonight's game? Um, I was hoping it would be a lot better, but we have homecoming, and our mental set wasn't completely there today, you can tell. But I think that it helps us on the next week because we'll be more focused at practice and get like to it. Tremendous honesty and, and, and a wonderful answer. You had a lot of hits tonight. How are you feeling? 
Good. I finally got my Roach stickers. And I want those. <laughs> Wait, you're still giving Roach stickers? Sadly, no. <laughs> That's my goal. That's my goal. Are you giving Roach stickers out? For you people at home, roach sticker is when you block a guy and you stick him on his back and he lays there like a dead roach. And so, and, and Josh Nyland would like a roach sticker for every time he put a guy on his back. Right, Josh? Yes, sir. Congratulations, buddy. Good game. Go get him at Danville, all right? All right. Coach Hicks, we'll take a win anytime, any way, any, any chance we have. Right, Coach? Yeah, yeah. Ugly win's better than a pretty loss. You know, I didn't even think it was ugly. I thought it was a good win. Yeah, I mean, defensively, you know, we gave up a couple big pass plays, but I'll be, I mean, you know, as a coach, going to spin it to positive in that it's some things that we've kind of been harping on, uh, and, and really it's an alignment issue or two that, hey, if we can learn from it and prevent it from happening down the stretch run here, then, uh, you know, to me, it's worth giving up that touchdown. Excellent. Coach, i got a couple of specific questions for you. Nylon's the first play from scrimmage when Nylon got that long touchdown pass, did you sense, um, you know, I, you and I coached together a long time. We, we were around football a lot here at Seals Grove. A lot of times early in the game when you get that one long burst, that big run, a big touchdown, big catch, whatever, you, either, you, sometimes your team goes flat. Were you concerned about that tonight after Nylon's first touchdown? Yeah, you know, we uh, you could kind of see everybody exhale, kind of like, yeah, we're okay. You know, we, we made a play, and, uh, you know, we turned around, and they, they got one right back on us the next series, and, uh yeah, it, it was a battle for a while, and credit to them, they they showed up to play, and uh, you know we survived kind of the, the the classic trap game. Oh, that yeah, absolutely. You're you're absolutely correct. Now, coach, um, we noticed that Danny Shock was running the ball more. Was that by design tonight? Uh, no. I mean, it was, uh, you know, he was dropping back and kind of what I said last week at Schmokin. He's getting back. He's making his reads and, uh, he, he's getting through that progression. If it's not there, rather than messing around and, uh, taking a sack, he's tucking the ball and getting 5, 10, 15 yards. That really looks like it's a huge step in the right direction. He seems to run with ease and find space and, and it looks good, coach. Uh, you think you anticipate any more of that stuff down the road or? No, oh, absolutely. You know, he's an athlete. Um, you know, he saw some of the quarterback leads and some things that were designed for him at Schmokin last week. And, uh, you know, going forward, it's like once you once you hit that playoff season, uh, at that point, there's no holds barred. You know, you got to leave it all on the field and, uh, you know, pull out all the all the tricks at that point. Coach, you ran a lot of cover two tonight. Uh, any 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 reason in particular? Uh, no, it was just again we're we're matching their alignment. They were going a lot of deuces formation, two wide receivers, uh, and uh, you know so our guys were were checking to a you know I was calling in a cover three, and uh, they were doing what they had to do on the field, which was changing coverage to match the uh, the formation. Tremendous coach, tremendous. Hey, good luck against Danville. Huge, huge, huge game to next week. Good luck, yeah, coach. thank you. Thank you, Dave, from down on the field. Checking in with Coach Derek Hicks as the Seal and Grove Seal come away with the win. Thanks for checking in with a couple players as well. It's always good to check in with them following a good game and a victory for the Seals Grove Seals. Seals Grove wins this one 38-21, part of the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show here. We let you know the Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Now, Seals Grove led it 21-7 late in the first half, but Seals Grove was able to put away or put together a seven-play drive covering 60 yards, took a minute and five seconds, and it came with just 
uh, 47 seconds to go in the half when Danny Shock was able to take it from eight yards out, take it in for the touchdown for the Seals Grove Seals. And to me, that's the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokendam Health Center and Workplace Injury Institute offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call, call 570-743-4333 for an appointment. That's the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Take a break here from the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show for you. You're going to get the stats from my stat man, Zach Showers. Also, Dave will make his way back up into the booth. We'll get his final analysis of this win here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, they win 38-21, part of homecoming, and also want to congratulate once again Emma Atwood, the homecoming queen, and the king is Luke Katz. Congratulations to you both. We're going to step aside, come back, continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Your exciting new TV experience is here. TiVo from Service Electric Cablevision is smarter, faster, and easier to use. With live TV, recordings, video on demand, and streaming apps all in a single place. When you're looking for something new, TiVo's recommendations are tailored to you. Voice-powered, personalized results help you find what you want faster. And you can experience the unlimited potential of smart home. The new experience from TiVo is here. Call SECV today or visit secv.com slash TiVo to learn more. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. Try the new chicken and waffles basket with fries and syrup. The two-for-four-dollar super snack is back, and the harvest berry pie is the Blizzard of the month. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip, Sealands Grove. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track Honey Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track Honey Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Track Honey Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees Eagle107.com On Eagle 107, Rob Center will wake you up every morning at 5 a.m. with the Rock and Roll Morning Show. Rob also helps you get your workday started with the 107-minute superset with the most music to start your workday on Eagle 107. Welcome back to the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. Again, Seals Grove winning tonight 38-21 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Central Mountain remains defeated on the season. Seals Grove improved to 5-3. and three. Uh, Just given the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, taking a look at the numbers here. First for team numbers, Seals Grove end up with 15 first downs, 197 rushing yards as uh, Hollenbach goes over 100 yards with 14 carries, 103 yards. So a lot of that goes to Dean Hollenbach again. Seals Grove goes over 100 and or goes 197 yards rushing, 186 yards through the air. So Seals Grove put together 383 total yards. Seals Grove did struggle again once again with penalties, eight penalties for 75 yards, but no turnovers for the Seals Grove Seals here tonight. For the Central Mountain Wildcats, they ended up with 12. 
12 first downs, 33 yards rushing, so Seals Grove defense continues to put up the wall against opponents who tried to run the ball. Seals Grove giving up just 33 yards, a lot of those at the end of the game when the backup running back came into the game, but Seals Grove still shutting down Central Mountain's rushing attack to just 33 yards. They did get 302 passing yards, two of those on two big plays, one from 62 yards for the Central Mountain Wildcats and the other one from 72 yards. Central Mountain just five first, or five penalties for 25 yards. Central Mountain end up with one interception and one fumble. So when you look at the individual numbers for Sealands Grove, again, you're going to point to 302 yards, something Derek talked about down on the field. We really can't be giving up big-time plays. Seals Grove saw that happen here twice tonight. No, and, and we, we gave up too many big plays, especially in the past game. It, it was uh, That's the kind of thing that will break your back in a championship game or, or in, a, in a, a true, a, a, a real you know, knockdown, drag-out tight football game. Looking at individual numbers, first for the Central Mountain Wildcats, Propes end up with a nice high school uh, level performance, 17 for 30, 302 yards, three touchdowns. He did have the one interception. It was intercepted by Kissinger off the deflection, uh, but a good evening for the Central Mountain quarterback, and I give him a lot of credit. He is he, he gives everything he's got. We saw that last year when Seals Grove beat Central Mountain. He did it here again tonight. Everything he's got, he throws for 302 yards. His main target was Johnson, seven catches, 189 yards, and a touchdown. Also, Stark, two catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Long would have the other reception for a touchdown for the Central Mountain Wildcats. For the Seals Grove Seals, First in the rushing department, we couldn't be happier. Dean Hollenbach, 14 carries, 103 yards on the night. So a good performance by the senior running back, and he got he went over 100 yards on that last run before Seals Grove went into victory formation. So congrats to him and his counterparts for going over 100 yards on the night. Shown, 13 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Danny Schock, 7 carries, 38 yards, and a touchdown. And actually, his touchdown run was the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game as it wrapped up the first half and really seemed to take the sales out of the Central Mountain Wildcats. Seals Grove would coast on to win this one, 38-21. to In the receiving department, Nyland, three catches, 117 yards, third straight game for Nyland, going over 100 yards against the Central Mountain Wildcats. So definitely a lot to build on, especially when you look at Metzger, three catches, 18 yards, and two touchdowns for your tight end. But, you know, a lot to look at and, and pick apart, but also a lot of positive for Seals Grove. They get the 38-21 win over the Central Mountain Wildcats. There were a lot of good things that happened on that field tonight. There were things that had to be cleaned up, like you said, the penalties and so on. We did miss a few tackles uh, one, that, that resulted in those real long pass plays that they got, but and that's stuff that's fixable. We can clean it up, uh, but, and, and we've got to get to that now. I mean, we got Danville coming up and Montours after that, and then we're into the playoffs. It's hard to believe we've moved that far along, but we absolutely have. Seals Grove looking to to just continue to improve, they get a good game tonight, good win, homecoming weekend. Even Josh Nyland spoke of that sometimes. Your focus gets a little away from all the little finer parts when you have a lot going on. So uh, it's homecoming, and we wish all the best and safety over the holiday or over the uh, weekend for homecoming here at Sealands Grove. Again, Sealands Grove wins this one 38 to 21 over the Central Mountain Wildcats. Thanks for being a part of Service Electric Cable Vision post game show. Remember, each week on Eagle 1 and 7, you can hear live play by play action. Buckdale Bison football with Doug Birdsall and Kevin Hurst starting with a bison buildup on Eagle 107. Next week, the Seals Grove Seals will host the Danville Ironman. Catch Seals game day with me, Pat O'Brien. Dave has started at 6. The Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the 7 o'clock kickoff. 
Again, that wraps up the Service Electric Cable Vision postgame show for you. Seals Grove get the victory, improve the 5-3 and three with a 38-21 win over the Central Mount Wildcats. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Sean Carroll, producer, and Dave S. this is Pat O'Brien Say thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals football on Eagle 107. Up next, scores and highlights from across the region with Sean Carey and the Sunbury Motor Seals game night right here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. <laughs>